Welcome to Red Rank Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show. Today, I'm proud to deliver a wonderful conversation I had with a fellow Dead by Daylight content creator named Kyle TG. He's a friend I met through TikTok and Twitch. His pronouns are he, him. He hails from Australia and is a full-time content creator. I highly recommend you check out his content, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. We talked about how he got into gaming, his first experiences with online gaming, leading into his choice to become a content creator and his entire journey with that. It's a really fascinating talk. And ultimately, Kyle settled on creating content for Dead by Daylight. He's got some really great takes about the game, uh, so I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. I did my absolute best to tidy up the conversation. I'm still recovering from COVID-19, so I'm breathing heavily right now, breathing heavily through the interview. Breathing is really tough for me right now, so tidied up some of that, some coughing, but there's still a little bit in there. Please forgive me while I recover. Friendly reminder, if you want to listen to more interviews and Dead by Daylight podcasts, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere you can find a podcast. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you'll be doing me a big favor. So thank you very much, and enjoy our conversation. Okay, so uh, welcome in, Kyle. How are you doing today? Absolute pleasure to be here. Um, I'm a little hot, if I'm honest, being somewhere over here. But yeah, I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah, that's that's right. You're you're in Australia, right? And I for am you, it's, Australian, it's summertime. Yes. yes, it is. But luckily, I, yeah, it hasn't been too warm though. But it's been. We have our days. We definitely have our days. That must throw off because I know you. You seem to be friends with a lot of us North American people, Canadians and Americans. Yes. Does that throw off a lot of people when you're talking about how how hot it is? And meanwhile, we're over here going, "Man, it's so cold today." There's been there's <laughs> been like vast contradictions in a lot of the way I talk, and people getting confused with weather temperatures for sure. Like in the middle of summer, I'm streaming. Usually, when I got my camera on, I'm wearing like a, like a singlet or like a short sleeve shirt, and people are like, "How are you doing that?" And I'm like, "Well." I'm on the other yeah. like the, the other side of the planet, like you know, the, the hemispheres work differently. You know, no, it's 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 mostly smooth sailing. Once they hear the voice and everything, they're like, "Oh yeah, well that makes sense." So yeah, yeah. So uh, um, I'm sorry, I totally forgot during the introduction. Uh, Kyle's pronouns are he him. So if anybody is curious, just a just a heads up. So I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about gaming, just in general. To start with, like, have you been a gamer your entire life? Oh, dude, as soon as I could literally find out what a controller was or a console was, I was into it. I like the first time I ever started gaming was at my Nan and Pop's place when I was living there for a little bit. And the Sega Genesis had come out with Sonic the Hedgehog. Like that oh, was right, that was yeah. my first <clears throat> video gaming experience was the Sonic the Hedgehog on the C I think it was the Genesis. I can't yep, uh, or just yeah. like the basic Sega, whatever it was. And mm -hmm. like ever since then, I've I've been in video games, and then straight after that Sega experience, I owned my very first Game Boy, which was Pokemon Blue. I had on it as well, but it wasn't colored, so there was right. no color when oh. I first started like yeah. video gaming. It was like black and white Pokemon, and it was just it was an atrocity. So yeah, I started very young, like very very young. I was six six years old, six, okay, about when I first started playing video games, like. 
that's when video games really started becoming a normal, well, not a normal, but like a very, very popular thing for homing, you know, video game experiences. Right. Like the Sega, Nintendo 64, followed by PlayStation, so on and so forth. But Mm -hmm. like those early consoles, the Nintendo 64, Super Nintendo, Sega were like the big things when I first started. Oh, that's cool. Actually, the uh, Sega Genesis, because I'm a bit older than you, of course. So Mm -hmm. Sega Genesis was the first system I ever bought with my own money. So I was like a kid working like odd jobs, like mowing lawns and Mm. cleaning people's yards and stuff. And I earned enough money to buy a Sega Genesis. So I bought that with Road Rash. Do you remember how much they were? Like the price back then? Oh, man. There were, I remember it was hundreds of dollars, like... I want to say I probably spent about five or six hundred bucks because I bought this system and and a game and it I I think it was around five six hundred bucks I I could but I remember being like it took me whole summer to (laughs) earn that much money yeah yeah it was I I still remember the like the price of like the PlayStation Two was a a, like an absurd amount when it came out because it was such a highly like sought after machine like and i remember being ridiculous and then you know a couple years ago the playstation 3 wasn't selling too expensive and the playstation 4 the prices had gone down and people these days are complaining like i understand the playstation 5 issue right now and like the prices of everything but in contrast like video game prices are like for the consoles have like varied massively like there's not really been like a steady price you know yeah like I well, found the I, PlayStation 4 not to be that expensive. I think it was like five, six hundred bucks. <clears throat> remember, like, and and yeah. also, mind you, like my pricing in Australia is different to your guys' pricing in the rest of the world. So what me, yeah, be like four hundred bucks was like five, five fifty over here. So it's like, yeah, when I say like five, six hundred bucks, like that's cheaper, obviously. Well, not cheaper, but the financial like difference oh, yeah. between currencies is different. Yeah, and I think I think a big part of it is just they changed a lot of their strategies behind for PlayStation all the consoles. Their their goal is just to get the system into your home so yeah. that you have to buy their games, you subscribe to their, you know, PlayStation Plus, Nintendo mm. membership, all that stuff. So I think they do take a bit of a hit on the sale of each of their consoles, but yeah. Obviously they just make so much more once they get mm. it into your home, so I just don't remember like how much the Nintendo 64 or anything cost back then, you know, like I, because mm-hmm. obviously I was a kid, I was naive. I was just like, I want video games. And then <laughs> yeah. one day I came home from school and I was very lucky to see a Nintendo 64 in my room. And it was like the best day ever playing Banjo-Kazooie for the first time, you know? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Fond memories. Uh, what what else did you play on the N64? That, that um, I was huge Banjo-Kazooie, like a huge Banjo-Banjo-Kazooie fan. Uh, Pokemon yeah. Stadium 1 and 2 was massive um what else did i play mario party like the original mario party was oh, yeah, huge yeah. mario kart like all all like the staple games um cool. a lot of people like raved about uh goldeneye but i wasn't like i played it but i wasn't like a huge fan okay you know, it was good yeah but like everyone's yeah. like oh no it's a be all end all and i'm like yeah, it was good <laughs> but i preferred like the pokemon stadium mini games and shit like that so okay mm. yeah i was going to ask you about that did you have like a hot take for uh, there's one where they people talk about GoldenEye versus Perfect Dark, I think was the game. I remember they're very Perfect similar. Dark, yeah, yeah, they're very similar. GoldenEye was better. I think yeah. GoldenEye was better. I think so too. Perfect Dark. I remember the gun that could like shoot through walls. Like you could like there was a <laughs> yeah. scope and you could yeah. shoot through the walls and kill people. Like, like yeah, it was ridiculous. That's the that only crazy. thing I remember about Perfect Dark. 
Yeah. And that is it. So when you're playing games growing up, did you have to fight anybody for the system? Did you have any siblings or friends? Uh, or did you just have free reign to just no i had i had my older brother um but like he wasn't he wasn't much of a gamer he was interested but he also was more interested in like his music and like doing that sort of thing so i mostly got my hands on it and if i didn't i would be the kid that would cry to dad and be like hey i want to play the games but meanwhile i've just finished an eight hour session on it and he wants to (laughs) play for like 30 minutes and i'm like no but i'm playing like i was i was greedy and selfish like that's how much like video games meant to me like that was my shit like that's when you love something that much you do what you can to play it and i was that little shit like i i look back at the kid i was now and i like fuck you would have been so annoying like i would have been the most (laughs) annoying kid to deal with oh yeah Um, but no it was it was pretty much smooth sailing yeah mostly me that's cool so like the so you just like me you went through the transition of playing video games at home with maybe your brother or friends um where mm. it had to be like a, a physically social aspect but mm-hmm. now we live in an age where we yeah. can just jump online and we've actually played some games together and you're all the way mm-hmm. in australia and i'm here in the western canada like it's mind-blowing isn't it <laughs> it's crazy right <laughs> like, like you've gone from like full player lobbies on, on the nintendo 64 to being able to play with someone on a completely different hemisphere on the planet like it's insane it's nuts that's really cool yeah. um was there one game in particular that got you into online gaming like what do you remember what oh dude um i never really had wi-fi in my home because my dad was one of those strict like i'm already on an internet plan but it was one of those usb stick internet plans he never oh, really right. like wanted the wi-fi until i like finally got the chance to explain it and say that like when i got a job finally was when i was able to get wi-fi in my house Okay. So I was 17 at the time when I was like, if I get a job, I will pay for the internet if we can get Wi-Fi. And mm-hmm. it, it even got to a point where my dad kind of kicked me out because I was like always trying to play online video games. But the, the real thing that got me into online gaming, the main game was Call of Duty. I think it was Black Ops or the one before that. I went to my mate's house because he had online mm-hmm. inter- like Wi-Fi. Okay. And I went to his house and I used up like multiple seven day free trial like codes oh, that we yeah. like the cases you used to get. I would oh, like yeah. use I'd use the shit out of them and I'd go and play at his place. And it was it was the game with like firing range, terminal. There was a whole bunch of maps. I can't remember which ones they oh, were, but that must remember? have been Call of Duty Four Modern. That might have been the first Probably Modern Warfare. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like how long I haven't played like the <clears throat> Call of Duty games for. Um, yeah. But that was that was the original game that wanted me to get online. And then after that, it was Grand Theft Auto Five online with a few of my friends. Like that was oh cool. That's how late I got into like online video gaming. Okay, it took me so long, so yeah. so long. Ah, so you didn't <clears throat> like me? You didn't have the old school RuneScape experience, like, uh, or did you? <laughs> I, oh no, I had that year when I was what fourteen. But okay. um, but my that was when I had a like a different system. But other than that, that was like my dad's computer. I was never allowed to touch that, and I like had to sneak on in the mornings before school and quickly like. Oh, oh um, nice. But I didn't really. My brain didn't function that as online video gaming. That was like a game that I logged on to play. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, um, but I never really thought of it as like an online world. I kind of just took it as an offline experience and oh, I, right. I don't know like that's how like naive i was as a kid i was like i was just like i just want to play video games it didn't really matter if it was with like people from all over the world or whatever it was but like yeah it was just i just want to get on and farm wood 
like that was it oh <laughs> that's funny like uh mm. at twitchcon twitchcon 2018 the last one wow oh wait no 2019 was the last one in uh, san diego um mm. i went to a old school runescape party but i didn't know it at the time like just one of my friends was like hey i'm going to this party you want to go i was like yeah sure and mm. tagged along and I I learned like the next day, all the people that were there were like old school RuneScape streamers, and that was kind of funny. <laughs> was, it, you, was uh, it like was it like a land party or something, or was it just like oh, RuneScape no, just players a, that just it hung was just out? Like, it was a house party, so we got there. Right. Everybody's drinking, playing drinking games, and right. um, and uh, I think there was a what was it? There's a switch in the living room. People were playing smash brothers and I played mm. a couple of games. I, I actually met like a lot of really cool people there that I, I still communicate with to this day. So yeah, yeah, it was a really fun experience. And the nice thing about that is when I went to parties at TwitchCon, and, um, I'm not much of a drinker. My body just rejects it. Like mm. I get really sick and stuff. So can you know, I just I'll have a, can I just chime oh, in really quickly on that yeah, one? Yeah. One of yeah. I just want I got to tell you this story while you're talking about drinking. One of yeah. my friends drinks alcohol, and out of nowhere, she just gets a black eye. What? She wow. drink alcohol, and out of nowhere, her eye, like around it, like the outside edge where the skin relays around it and protects it, goes all completely what? black. Not like her actual eyeball, but like around yeah. it. Looks wow. like she gets punched, like a soul, just punched in the face. It's fucking bad, what? dude. But yeah, that's just crazy. Boom. One alcoholic beverage, boom, black eye. That is, that's quite a reaction. <laughs> I'm not sure. If I've it's never like, heard of that. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's like an allergic reaction or like what mm-hmm. the situation is, but like, boom, it was just, it's just, yeah, wow. it's crazy. That's unreal. Yeah, no, no, I don't get anything like that. It's just, I just get <laughs> physically sick and I, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I can handle a beer or two. Uh, yeah, but, but not excessive. The, yeah. Yeah. The, the people that I ran into at, at the parties, were really cool like they'd be like hey do you want a drink do you want a beer and i'm like oh no i'm i'm cool they'll be like oh do you want mountain dude do you want a coke and like we got gatorade <laughs> so yeah they're really accommodating really, yeah everybody was really accommodating it was super fun have you gone to any like conventions or anything um, like like that over australia there? doesn't do like TwitchCon, obviously um right but we do things like uh, we do uh, we have a thing called Supernova, which is like a Comic Con sort of thing over here in Australia, where we get like a whole bunch of stars in, and they do autographs and all those sort of stuff, just like any of the other cons. We also do PAX. PAX is oh, a thing right, in yeah. Australia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't managed to go to PAX. We were meant to go last year, but then we had the COVID outbreak, which canceled everything, right. um, because we went into lockdown again. But no, I've I've done a couple like conventions in in you know New South Wales um which is my state um but other than that i haven't really i haven't really done much no i i've only kind of figured out like the whole convention scene in, in 2018 i think it was okay and then and then like covid happened the following year and then yeah you know things just got chaotic after that and i, I i've wanted to go we we were planning we had tickets to pax last year but then cancellations oh no um but there is conversations about us flying over for um twitchcon next oh, that'd be... next year in the u.s if it happens yeah of course yeah and they, i think they do have plans of making it happen but who knows like what mm. variants we're going to be dealing with by <laughs> then like it's, yeah it's every <clears> time <throat> you think you hit a corner when, and you're heading for the you know the sunshines and rainbows something else jumps in and tends to happen these days it's a bit of a bummer but yeah that's the world we're living currently isn't it Oh, totally. Yeah. I, mm. in, and I, I consider myself really lucky that I went in 2018 and 2019. And 
funny enough, like I wasn't, I didn't really know a lot of people when I went both years. Mm. So, but it, it definitely changed in the second year. I definitely met a lot of people. And yeah. And even now, like it would, it would be a much different experience for you as well. So, Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. And the funny thing is like all the DVD streamers were there, like all the big ones. I didn't mm. play DVD back then. So yeah. So you I didn't know like, any of them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't yeah, even aware. And then I went back into like, people's pictures and twitter posts and like, like oh my god i was there, Noob three I was, there. Yeah. was there umbra was there it's just yeah. everybody was there and i was like darn it i wish i played back then but yeah yeah it is what it is yeah like i've owned duty since 2016 but i didn't play it like i played it for like one or two games and then okay i was always a console gamer so i never really played on my pc so right. i didn't really get involved with many of the dvd streamers until recently as well so I get yeah. that. I get that. I, I was going to ask you, when did you start playing DVD? Like, when did you start making that your one of your big focuses? Oh, for I started DVD like like properly DVD. I think it was the end of January in twenty nine. No, twenty twenty. Wait, what year did I? What year are we in now? Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> the, the, I, January twenty twenty. Okay. I think yeah, I think that was just before the uh, Chains of Hate chapter with Serena and Deathslinger, because that's when I started getting into it, and that was I think that was March 2020. Really, or was it 2019? It's hard to <laughs> it's, it's hard, hard to, to uh, the, like, keep track. and that's the thing. Australia's like lockdowns have been so strong mm-hmm. that we like the whole process of like living out the months that, that go by. It's hard to really acknowledge when all this went down. Like it, it's oh yeah, it's honestly mind blowing. Like and being a full time Twitch content creator, you're even more mm-hmm. so sucked into the immersion of you know just focusing on content and focusing on things that you don't really notice like the world going by. It kind of oh, yeah. just boom. Um, I, I'd say during 2020 is when I got into DVD okay. f- fully. And that's when okay. I first started like streaming on Twitch was January, 2020. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Years. Yeah. So you, what, uh, do you, what got, what hooked you with DVD? Would you say, was there any one character or um, mechanic that really got you interested? It was more tactical. Yeah. It was actually a tactical choice to play DVD. Um, so I, I started out streaming in, in January, 2020, as I said, and I was streaming call of duty and I was kind of like figuring out where I wanted well, like, I've always wanted to stream. I've always wanted to do it for like 10 years, but the internet in Australia has been doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I was managing about five megabytes per second upload speeds, which is only like, you could only really manage comfortably like 2,500 kilobytes, um, oh, okay. video bit rate for right. your streams. So it was very, yeah. very grainy footage. Um, and I did that for six months going through, like going strong, but, um, I was streaming call of duty and it was something that I was playing with my friends and I was being social with them, but I wasn't like really getting any traction through it. You know what okay. I mean? Like, cause it's such a yeah. flooded market. Oh, so big time. I literally looked at what games I had and I looked at the viewer audiences for each of those games on Twitch and tried to see about the trends going to see where growth or where i could be discovered easily was and and i landed on dvd i was like i love like freddy krueger i love michael myers i love all these things so i love horror i love the scariness of it not scary anymore but yeah that was that was the idea was tactical reasons for growth and 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 business opportunities through twitch was was choosing dvd 
Now I'm curious when you when you're streaming, uh, picking stream times and whatnot. Mm. For you, like, do you have to consider all the different markets like North America and Europe and mm-hmm. stuff like that? Do you get your your own home market? Like, how do you choose? It's tough. Um, yeah, it's very tough at the time that I stream. Um, <clears throat> so the times that I stream. Um, are mostly available to audiences in my country and New Zealand as well. But mm-hmm. it's also good for European times in the morning. But as okay. for uh, viewers like yourself and, and whoever else in, you know, the, the Americas, it's it's very difficult because I go live at 4 a.m., 1 a.m., 3 a.m. Like that's the times yeah. that I start going live for the Americas. So it's hard doing that. But for a long time there, for just over a year, I was streaming... So my normal times on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the nights, which is the late times for you guys. But I introduced day streams at 9am on a Tuesday and a Thursday to cater to American audiences. And then on a Saturday, I would also do like a, like a lunchtime. So I was doing, originally I was streaming six days a week, three days to cater to Australian and European audiences. Mm -hmm. And then to, well, sorry, we'll say oceanic like audiences and European. And then, um, I would do Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays to cater to every kind of everyone. Like the Tuesdays and Thursdays to those early morning streams caters mm-hmm. to pretty much the entire planet. Like that's that's okay. The money time. The only thing is, it's a bit late before the European audience. It's just a little bit. Like the times okay. are weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I could I could have gone live a bit earlier, but yeah, no, it's it's hard, dude. It, it like, and I'm currently only doing my nights again, which doesn't cater to the u.s audiences but i'm transitioning with trying like the the u.s times as well again so doing morning streams and and just trying to figure a few things out so it's it's hard yeah. being an australian streamer during the night but nonetheless it's yeah it's still good yeah yeah when i pop into your stream i'm like hey man uh just getting ready for bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i know and then we've got like all like there's literally some of my mod team are from the states and they feel bad that they can't make it and they and then i feel oh. bad for making them stay up and then it's like no no when i go back to day streams it's all going to come together again we're going to be fine we're going to be one big family it's all going to be sweet so oh, totally. it, yeah it's i'm at, i'm in the process now of sort of reevaluating my streaming schedule um versus my content creation outside of you know twitch schedule as well so yeah yeah that's gonna be tough and it's something that i think about quite a bit because i'm Mm. i'm like in a nine to five it job Mm -hmm. so i can only like during the week i can only stream late at night for me and it's like i'll go the next day for work as well yeah yeah so it's it's really tough so i i'm actually thinking about uh dropping one one of my streams every week to make more room for stuff like this like podcasting interviews how many days um, a week are you doing streaming at the moment? Uh, right now, three. Three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three is so, a good amount. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's just that I wanted to get more like offline stuff to mm-hmm. like some, some more kind of what's the, what's the word? Like content that's easily accessible um, yep. for more so people. Like YouTube, more discoverable. Yeah. TikTok. YouTube. It's Twitch podcast, sucks dude, to be noticed and discoverable. It sucks. And that's <laughs> the thing. Like, um, you know, there's there's other great platforms as you would know. TikTok um, yeah. is amazing. YouTube mm-hmm. it can be amazing. I actually I, I started doing YouTube content not long ago, and I jumped into a random Twitch stream. I haven't done it for like a few weeks because of the holidays. I had food poisoning and like just oh, a whole right. bunch of like walls I was dealing with. And mm-hmm. then um, 
I jumped into a random stream the other day and they're like, oh my God, I didn't know you were on Twitch. I, I check out your YouTube videos. Like, well, oh, no and that was way. the first time I've had that interaction with someone outside of, you know, my YouTube content and someone discovering me on Twitch being like, oh, I didn't know you were on Twitch. And it's like, well, in my videos, I say I'm on Twitch, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but that, crazy, that interaction right? has like a lit, like a fire in my stomach to say, mm -hmm. like, dude, there are people finding you on YouTube. That's your first mm -hmm. like sign of it. Get back in there, get stuck into it. Look for sources outside of Twitch. Because at the moment I'm streaming six, seven hours a night. And I used to do mm -hmm. like four hours and then I would do content right. after. Okay. But I've been doing like these really long streams. And that's because I've genuinely been enjoying streaming again. Like I enjoy... Oh, yeah. I've been enjoying Dead by Daylight. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not putting myself through the stress of playing killer. I'm just playing what I enjoy, which is Survivor. And I'm just playing the way I want to have fun. And and I've been doing these long streams, but sometimes, as you just said, like you need to sacrifice Twitch work for external mm -hmm. sources to be discovered. Yeah. And Twitch isn't mm -hmm. good for discovery, especially yes. if your numbers aren't like up there, you know, you know, and the yeah. way Twitch works with the recommenders is the more people that you have social contact with, the higher you're going to be recommended or the higher your numbers are, the higher you're going to be recommended. Like, yeah, it's a weird world, but like cutting back and working on external. And that's the big thing that I would tell anyone. I, I done solely Twitch content mm -hmm. for a year and a half. I think just, just Twitch content. Right. And it, it burnt me out. It, it like eventually it worked, but it's a very, very burnout like way to do it. And oh, you could do it time. easier with like TikTok and YouTube and stuff. So, oh, exactly. Yeah, mm. yeah. P educational stuff. People, people eat that up. Like, mm. I think that's one of the things that a lot of content creators overlook. Just the amount of content and knowledge that we're sitting on, mm. because you know, take DVD for example. Like, I put out a video where I taught people how to do a flashlight save. And mm -hmm. that got like massive views. And because mm -hmm. uh, people are like, oh, I didn't know you. I didn't know to look for those cues. I didn't know that yeah. timing. I just try yeah. do whatever. Just <laughs> so, in the sky and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and how many, how many people out there are just sitting on that information when they could be pushing it out there? Because yeah, that's exactly other people it. could be doing the same thing. Um, it's and, mind blowing to them. It's, it's if you, if you can find like a, like a trend or something that isn't known, but is known to you, then obviously you can teach people. Yeah. Flashlight saves being one of them. I play, like I've seen people play for flashlight saves on that topic and they start the flashlight save as soon as the pickup animation goes and you're like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, patience, patience, yeah. patience, patience. And that's the thing. I used to be that person. I used to be the flashlight as soon as they go up in the pickup animation until I was mm -hmm. informed of the information like you have provided everyone else. Yeah, like I was informed that there is a timing cue to it and then practice, practice. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to the game and. Yeah, stuff that uh, a lot of people don't really consider to, mm. that a lot of us might take for granted, but other people just because they don't play it as much as us don't have mm. that same information. So yeah, that's it. And I'm still learning too. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I still I still learn. I'm still watching, you know, like um, like Tofu and and you know Aaron and and JRM and all these sorts of like plays that I look up to that have got more hours than I do. Yeah. Um, and more experience and skill in ways because they, they in some terms are more skilled than I am definitely. 
That's mm-hmm. why I look at them and I watch how they play and I, I'm still taking notes even with as many hours as I have, you know? And oh, some yeah. days I'll, I can run a killer for like four or five gens and it's completely like fine. But then other mm-hmm. days I'll go down in two seconds flat because <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just DBD. Like, the way and it, it goes. Could, yeah, yeah. You could literally play one killer and run them for five gens and say you run into that killer the next day, they could get you down in two seconds flat. Like, Oh yeah. And by killer, I mean like the player controlling the killer, not the killer yeah. itself. The player. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. it, 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 it just happens, dude. But um, yeah, even even someone with my experience, I'm definitely still learning. And that's the thing that I love about DVD is still there's still so much to learn. There's still so many like the text and stuff like that that you can learn. That's what's so oh, good about totally. it. Mm. Yeah. And I, I learned I learned a lot of stuff on TikTok, like uh, our friend Kide, for example, mm. he puts mm-hmm. out a lot of entertainment stuff. He also puts out educational content mm-hmm. and he did one where, you know how people block uh, hooks when there's a killer has a survivor on their shoulder. They're trying to get him on the hook. They're trying to take protection. There's a point it. that you can sit at and block the hook from being hooked. Yeah. From being hooked. Yes. Yeah. And it'll block yeah. the, it'll block the killer's cue to hit space bar or whatever button they have to put them on the hook. And if you do it too close, they can hook them anyway. So you kind yeah. of have to go back like a, a little money bit. Spot, like, all right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I didn't know about that until maybe like three weeks ago when Kyd posted that. And I was like, oh, that's why I always mess up those plays. And like a week later, I was able to use that information. And it, I think it confused the killer because they just stood there kind of looking around and they're mm, like, like why can't I hook them? Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I'm there being cheeky and, uh, as soon as I can't off. see that spacebar animation to hook them, I'm swinging. I, I don't care where I'm swinging, but I'm swinging <laughs> somewhere. I know oh, there's yeah. someone underneath me trying to do it, so I just start <laughs> laying into them. Uh, when it comes to uh, Dead by Daylight, do you mm. you play mostly Survivor, right? Mm-hmm. Strong. So, do you have a preferred build? Like, do you have perks that you comfort um, perks that you always have to use, or do you try to mix I, it up? I, I have comfort perks, definitely. Just like ninety five percent of survivors would. Um, but I do, I do like to mix it up and I'm currently going through the process of prestige string all my survivors. I'm almost done. So okay. I've kind of had the, the pressure of using what perks I have available to me at the time. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've had to, I've had to really adapt to a lot of the perks that a lot of people wouldn't use. Um, and even sometimes I run no perks to really put on like a bit of a challenge, but, yeah. um, safety perks, it's, it kind of revolves around the vault build. Um, okay. not necessarily, I don't, I think spine chill can provide some good value with vaulting. Um, and, and a lot of people don't know that spine chill actually has an effect to boost your vaulting speed and it, like, it's oh, yeah. surprising, you know, mm-hmm. because it gives you that, I think 4% when the killer's yeah, looking at you or something, or six, yeah. six or 4%, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. And um, resilience is 9%. So. I, I always run resilience now. Resilience yeah. is in my like <laughs> most used perks. So I usually run like resilience. Um, I like to run autodidact. I know a lot of people don't like auto. Oh, I, really? I like the gambling <laughs> of it. I like the yeah. thought, like, will I get my five sacks? Who knows? Um, yeah. It's such a risk. Um, it's greedy, but like, it, it can also be super fun towards the end game if I make it. That's um, true. Yeah, but uh, like, I don't really sit on too many exhaustion perks. I kind of like rotate through. The only one I really right. don't use is like smash it at the moment. Like, that's mm-hmm. the that's the one for me that I think can provide some bad choices in game um because people will try and camp out pallets get their smash here and then oh yeah off they go and literally there's a, there's a clip of me the other day because i had to use it for a um like one of my tomes 
And I'm okay. like, oh yeah, no, like Smash it can provide like really bad value because people can't pallets and then they get injured and then they waste the pallet. And then as I'm saying this, I camped a pallet and and dropped it and missed the smash it value and went down oh. two seconds later. <laughs> like no way. <laughs> like the time was shit. Um yeah. but no, I don't I don't really stick to any. As I said, like I, I do like my vault build though. So my res- mm-hmm. resilience. Um I, I like to run dead hard, not for the value of um, well, obviously the value of getting like making a missed attack happen, but more so the value of getting myself into position for flashlight saves. So okay. sometimes I don't need it, but it's kind of like a backup plan if the killer is, you know, trying to bait me out or something like that to get me so, like into position. Mm-hmm. So most most of my playstyle revolves around like flashlight saves and that sort of stuff. So um, I don't, I, I wouldn't say that I have a set build. No. No, okay. I do like I do like to mix it up, but resilience is almost like always in there, um, for sure these days without question, without question. Yeah. I don't like to run borrowed time, and a lot of people can yell at me for that, but I think sometimes it can just be a wasted perk. In some instances, I just like to take the hit mm-hmm. rather than uh, you know get, uh, like there's other perks to deter tunneling and that sort of stuff. There's like DS and such. So oh I yeah, know. I just I, I like borrowed time as a great perk. It's definitely one of the top perks. I just don't like mm-hmm. it in my kit. Personally. yeah i i agree because i find that <clears throat> most killers respect uh when you pull somebody off hook so that you get that bt value that decisive mm. strike value even when you don't have them equipped and yeah uh I, I know Ots had a video talking about that like a few months ago talking about why like borrowed time is such a valuable perk even if you're not running it yeah, a lot of times Perfect. killers will disrespect and exactly think that you have it. So exactly, if you dive bomb the hook, they'll think that is borrowed time, and they're more than likely to go for you. Like that's yeah. I think a lot of killers' mindset. I know mine is is that more than likely I'm going to think that every survivor is running borrowed time. So yeah. that's how I play as killer, and sometimes it's a mistake because I need to tunnel someone out to, in order to win the game if I want to be a competitive player. In quotations, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I I, I don't yeah. I, there's definitely some perks that I would put high and some perks that would be considered meta that I don't really use. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, That's I don't cool. know. I just, my builds kind of just fluctuate at the moment. I'm kind of, mm-hmm. as I said, prestige throwing everyone and I've, I've been enjoying it. I, a lot of people are like, oh, it grinds so much, it grinds so much. And I get that people it is a grind for if you don't play the game like consistently yeah. or full time like you and I would. Um, yeah. but I, I like the grind a lot of people are like oh it's too much work and for the casual player it is too much work like to mm-hmm. prestige everyone and it's not really worth it and if i i would urge people not to prestige their characters because you yeah. know it is such work like get mm-hmm. all your perks get all your items just enjoy the game you don't need to prestige mm-hmm. but me it's just like because i play so much it's just like a goal that i've got oh, to yeah. look forward to you know what i mean it's just yeah something that i can enjoy doing it's never ending it keeps my games fresh it keeps me something to look forward to i have Mm -hmm. to use perks that i don't really like i really wouldn't use otherwise Uh, i've found builds to work that wouldn't usually work and yeah i don't know just love my perks love everything there's some perks obviously i think are definitely garbage (laughs) oh totally there's a bunch of those and i feel the same way because i i'm also trying to get all my survivors to p3 Mm. And I find that when I play those survivors um, who are like partway through Prestige 3, they're like, you know, level 40 and mm. you don't obviously don't have all the perks by then. And I'm like, yeah. OK, it's so I've got des- desperate measures and yeah. uh, balanced landing. And mm-hmm. uh, I like that, though. That's what I yeah, like. I like being too. like 
pressured into using perks that put me out of the comfort zone. And that's thing. Yeah. So many people are like, oh my god, I gotta rely on my dead heart. Oh my god, I need my I need my decisive strike. Oh my god, <laughs> I need like I need my you know prove thyself to rush these gens and all this sort of shit. Like like fuck that. Like I'm sorry, yeah. but fuck that ideology. Like that's such like a like a like in my, this may be controversial, but that's such a sweat lord mentality that some people have. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm at the point now where I don't need to smash the gens out. I just want to see what I can make work and kind of had fun with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. and by, by doing that, like that's the funnest part is being used, like being forced to use things that put you outside the comfort zone. Because like at this point, people over the hours of, let's say, I'm going to say probably like 1500 hours have almost done everything that there is to do in Dead by Daylight. Like roughly, yeah. you would say mm-hmm. like uh, give or take. Yeah. Um, you know, there's only so much more you can do than that you can figure out in the game outside those hours. And usually people under those hours, you know, find a build that they're comfy with and they're, they're kind of just trotting along. And, and that's the thing. They're not really forced to do much else. But by prestiging, you're forced to do that if you want to keep playing that character and use their offerings. Because I, I use each character's good offerings for like the escape cakes and et cetera, oh, et cetera, right. et cetera. Like, I use yeah. the point value ones and then I prestige them or like they're good, like beamers and you know, all that mm-hmm. like flashlights and all that sort of good stuff. Yeah. Otherwise you could just use the whole, we're going to live forever meta on one character and try grind out blood points. But then where's the fun in it? Like you don't, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't then use that character's force perks that they offer you in the blood web. Yeah. That's what I, I like to use the, what the blood web offers me, what Ivan's offers me and then prestige go next again and again. That's what oh, it yeah. is for me. Yeah, it's it's super fun that way. And you've for me, I've discovered some really silly builds doing that mm. kind of thing. Like um mm-hmm. bite the bullet is one of the perks that doesn't get used very bullet. often, but it's I so love fun. Bite the <laughs> I love yeah. bite the bullet. It is like so underrated. So underrated. And, and yeah. it can be such good value. Like healing not only self but someone else with no sound oh it's uh, like mm-hmm. for a while there i was kind of like why do you need bite the bullet when you've got iron will like that doesn't make sense to me and that was yeah. because i never got the chance to use bite the bullet because i was prestiging you know other characters and i didn't have it unlocked and right. then i was forced to use bite the bullet and i was like oh oh this <laughs> is this is this is good this is this is much better than iron will because with iron will you still have like the healing sound so you can hear people healing yeah. when you're the killer yeah. but with bite the bullet nothing yeah nothing it's, yeah you just ninja vanish bite the bullet <laughs> self-care like a, a fat med kit just disappear lucky break put that on there oh, as yeah. well sprint burst yeah. off mm-hmm. you go heal up easy yeah. money Great yeah it's a, it's it's a it's a fun perk and uh yeah i've tried is. to yeah it, and uh Sound is something that I stress to people all the time, like the importance of sound. And mm. I find that's why bite the bullet is kind of a slept on perk and why it's no secret. Iron will is also one of the best per- survivor perks in the game Yeah, because you're denying the killer free information. So mm-hmm. you get behind a wall with no, like a brick wall they can't see through. Mm. It's a guessing game at that point. So and and I used to love Iron Will. I think it's a great perk. I I definitely think it's a good perk, especially if you're running jungle gyms or if you're running you know tiles where the killer loses sight because they can't hear you. It's mm-hmm. great, one hundred percent. Obviously, count as spirit and a whole bunch of other things like that. But I think that makes the game uh, put on easy mode a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I it's a so. bit. 
it's a bit more easy mode and i'm trying to get into the fact of looping killers even though they can hear me so i can improve my skill as a player because if i'm forced mm -hmm. to loop better rather than relying on iron will it just makes me a better player same as like yeah, dead hard like a, a lot of people rely on dead hard i'm trying to like step away from the dead hard use for loops as i said i right. mostly use it for flashlight save position wise like oh i'm mm -hmm. not gonna make it oh hang on a sec i can now make it like that's what i use dead hard for um, yeah and i've seen you do that too on your streams yeah. like you'll dead hard to get in a position and then yeah. I can literally hit the corner of their eyeball and I get a save. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. But like if it saves me in a, in a chase, obviously I'm going to use Dead Hard to save me in a chase. But like I'm trying to venture away from using it for those reasons and trying to get better in base kit because in realistic, like realistic views, Dead Hard, it's literally a second chance perk for your own mistakes. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. It, it's literally a perk that helps you after you make a bad choice or, yeah. or, or you just might be greedy. You know, you might be like, Oh, hang on. I can get an extra loop out of this, out of this jungle gym to make the pallet on the next run around. Like mm -hmm. it, it can be a greed perk or it can be a second chance perk. Like that's the thing It's it's not like a shot at anyone that uses it. It's definitely a perk that is helpful, but mm -hmm. you, I, I, I look at it like if you use dead hard and I use dead hard 100% as I've just said twice, right? But, it's i mostly see it as like a second chance perk for your own mistakes yeah you know I, mean? I never or, thought of it that way yeah or you just use it to get extra value out of a pallet as well which makes logical sense or an extra vault out of a window like that's mm -hmm. that's another you know choice of dead hard but again you could make that vault or you can make that pallet if you mind game well enough right but it, it, it's 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 one of those arguments or one of those conversations per se um where it can go either way you know what I mean? Like, oh, totally. It's it, it really depends on the person's outlook, and a lot of people will get their pitchforks and torches and be like, "Oh, dead hard is not that. It's to you know, in case I lag or whatever. Like, whatever the situation is, you can say what it is." But mm -hmm. I just think it's I think it's a perk to help people if they make a bad choice or to greed out something extra long. Which, by all means, use it. Go nuts. Yeah, yeah. Or sometimes it's a perk you use in desperation in a dead zone and it does mm -hmm. absolutely nothing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> i see that i see that a lot too uh mm -hmm. while i'm playing or when i'm playing i think killer. i saw one of your tiktoks like the other day and someone was literally in a dead zone, in a dead zone and you were playing trickster and they just oh yeah yeah uh, uh, <laughs> yeah to nothing yeah delay the chase by about a second and a half dead hard's meta i gotta use dead hard and then they use it and throw themselves into a tree it's like okay yeah. well yeah. <laughs> works for a lot of people but it might not work for you chief exactly mm. I, I was gonna ask you about like how do you feel about the state of the game like the the current metas that you're witnessing whether it's like let's talk about survivor first mm. i guess like how do you feel about uh that that tough discussion that that'll never end it's, as long as this game exists is this killer or survivor sided it's such a strong topic especially right now like with everything mm -hmm. that's going on in the game right now this is like in my like i've been in the game for over two years now um and this uh, like it's always been a conversation is the game killer or survivor sided but now mm -hmm. it's even more stronger than ever like i've never seen such like a uproar in the game right now to see which side is stronger than the other like the whole mm -hmm. challenge going around right now which is something it's that's crazy it's yeah. been huge um yeah. and and i'm i'm close with a lot of these people that are doing these challenges and 
and the results are, are crazy dude like you like like otofu's killed it recently like a whole bunch of people have yeah. like been killing it and do, like a 30 second head start and then to get like a 3.75 like kill yeah. death ratio whatever you want to call it like yeah that's crazy like that's insane it um, is but i'm as i like as i said before i'm strictly a survivor man like i and when i say strictly i mean like i like to play survivor because it's what i enjoy more but I am predominant, like I'm a good killer. Like I would say I'm not great. I'm a good killer. Like I don't play, you know, a blight. I don't know how to J flick or moon flick or whatever all these things are. Like I don't oh, do that sort rush, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I don't know how to do any of that. But I'm a good killer in the basics of knowing how to mind game and do the basics. So I'm not, and this isn't me going with a survivor-sided opinion. This is me going from 3,000 hours about point. 1000 of that being survivor and like 900 to a thousand playing killer like right. i do believe as much as like these experiments are going on i do believe that the game is still survivor sided mm-hmm. and okay. I, I i still and that's the thing like I, I i'm a survivor main but i fuck dude like and people can be like oh you're only saying that because you don't play enough killer to be good at the game against these survivors mm-hmm. no i'm telling you now if i got three of my friends like three really good players and we decided to pump out all five gens as quickly as possible and leave the game as quick as we want we're gonna do it and mm-hmm. i reckon out of night like 10 of those games nine of them four of us are escaping like that's yeah at least at least that's what i think it is like the 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 validation of of hits being you know with dead heart and shit now is crazy right. um boons are insane um the the ability to use these toolboxes at the moment not only i'm not only talking about brand new parts i'm talking about like a commodious toolbox Mm -hmm. pimped out with like the spool the wire spool and the sockets Mm -hmm. um and then running built to last kit streetwise prove thyself and like dead hard for example and this is this is a build right now that is i think is a huge problem in dbd and it's it's not that exact build you can mix it up with like resilience if you're injured you can do a whole bunch of things but if you run a commodious toolbox with the spool and the sockets and run prove thyself with four players, I guarantee you, you'll have four, three to four gens pop within the first three minutes, four minutes. If the if yeah. you've got someone that's a good runner mm-hmm. and three people with these toolboxes, in three minutes, you'll have literally 80% of the gens done at least. Yeah. At yeah. least. I, it, it's crazy, dude. It's, it's insane. It is. It is. I I had a game where I chased one survivor for too long. That was my first mistake. I mm. I chased them. I was playing Trickster when Trickster just came out. So I was like, oh, I'm got to learn Trickster. And um, I think four gens were fixed in about two minutes and forty five seconds. Um, mm-hmm. I think I timed it, and I was like, whoa, like, no, yeah, I I, I, I downed that person, got him on a hook. To put that in comparison, though, say say two minutes fifty, what you've just said, though, um, mm-hmm. Ots did one v ones a while ago on on a stream where he one v one communities oh. and he played killer and such. There mm-hmm. was, I think, Cope did really well and Zubat as well did mm-hmm. amazing, amazing times, and they ran Ots for like two minutes, two and a half minutes. Oh, really? Put that in comparison, if if a survivor like that can do that sort of work with a, an ama- and Ots is one of the best killers on the planet oh, by yeah. far. By far, yeah. like, and it's not that's not because of the stereotype of of who Otz is in the DBD community. That's because he is, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and that's going to prove he's proven that multiple times. But say Otz commits to one of those killers or any any killer, uh, sorry, to one of those survivors or any killer commits to a survivor like that for 
two two and a half minutes mind you a lot of those chases were a lot shorter than two and a half minutes like they're fantastic right. survivors they know what they're mm -hmm. doing but say Otz decides to commit to one of those survivors which he wouldn't do obviously but right you know, he's more tactical than that but the, in that two and a half minutes like you said before jens had popped yeah. and that's going that's that's literally Otz 1v1ing with with survivors obviously he didn't use any of the powers that were available or anything it was just like basic kit you know, basic movement speed, no perks, no items, no nothing like that. But that's just a comparison. Like your oh, yeah. two and a half minutes or two two minutes, 50 seconds mm -hmm. is close enough for those gents to be done with that sort of comparison. And obviously there's a difference between like you and me and Ots, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. But like the, the power to do gens right now, and I don't think a lot of people know how quick gens can go if you're running the right build. Mm -hmm. but I, i'm actually in the process of i've already i've already done a video which was just like a solo swift video on youtube where i tested the commodious toolbox with a built to last and streetwise build okay yeah and and resilience as well so i could do these gens and do oh I, yeah i was doing gens quicker than i've ever done gens in my entire life oh really solo cues like it was too yeah. easy i was like the game's being done in in seven minutes mm -hmm. like six seven minutes all the gens are done it's like that shouldn't oh, yeah it shouldn't be that easy um yeah. but i just believe with with you know the builds that a lot of people don't know about um or, or they do know about and they are abusing it because i ran into a four man the other day that were all on console and they ran these commodious toolboxes and and the build that i actually did in my youtube video and mm -hmm. i was just mucking around as deathslinger and i'm a horrible deathslinger like i'm so bad um yeah. and i i chase this dude i shoot you not for two minutes two minutes that's it just two minutes and yeah. literally four gens popped and after i hooked him final gen popped no by the time i hooked this dude <laughs> yeah i was like oh, okay like that's that's insane and they were running the prove thyself the toolboxes brand new parts like all the all the yeah. normal stuff to see how quickly they could get the gens done and get out mm -hmm. it's just i just and and you know with boons as well now i think the boons are just you know obviously it takes two seconds to snuff a boon and it takes 16 to make 16 i think to plan a i think it's 16 yeah to 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 bless a totem yeah yeah but like the pros v cons of that and also like if there's a boon like i think it's ironworks of misery or whatever it is if you get that boon oh. up in the top yeah building you have to like go all the way out of your way to like get rid of that otherwise that's like dead center of the map with oh, circle yeah. of healing you and know then, what i mean and then it'll be up like 30 40 seconds later back yeah, up again. <laughs> exactly I, I, yeah i just think i think uh, i think the game is in a serious not serious but a, a survivor sided opinion and that's the thing like i think if you have the four best survivors against the best killer right now i think the killer would maybe get like a one or two k max max mm -hmm. and that's only if they confirm like second stage and then tunnel the first survivor out otherwise and and that's the thing with competitive scenes these days with dbd competitive in quotations Mm -hmm. they get the gens done that's what the reward is you get the gens done and you escape with as many people as you can with as little hooks as you can and that's yeah. what it is like people are just saying and that's what mmr promotes is i gotta get gens done and i just gotta get out like that means yeah. that's a win for me like yeah. and that's what bothers me so much about mmr mm -hmm. the more like the more i escape or the more the quicker the gens get done sorry and me getting out is the most important thing Mm -hmm. i don't like that i don't because everything else that happens in the game i could run the killer for those five gens mm -hmm. die and then my mmr goes down but the three people who just sat on gens their mmr goes up like oh yeah how does how does that work <laughs> make it make how sense is, behavior yeah, yeah I, I, like know what that, you mean. I just think there should be more of a, a thought process that goes into it but in final like i do believe the game is survivor sided 
I am a survivor main 100% and I'm a yeah. good killer. Like I play nurse and I'm a good nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes um, I do make mistakes or when you have like a few months off, like I just had a few months off killer. I've come back recently and I've just okay. given it a twirl and I'm not as good as I used to be. Cause right now I have zero interest in playing killer. Oh, okay. zero. Yeah. Just, no, not keen at all. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I just think, I think the game is survivor sided massively. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. You- yeah, I think you presented a, a really good a really good argument there. Um, I go back and forth, and I think the mm. biggest the biggest thing that I I have in my head is that everybody who plays this game has different expectations. Like, mm. you know, you you're not like super like we talked about earlier. You're not super sweat lord. You're not running like decisive, dead hard. Mm. You know, iron will and prove thyself with a stacked med kit or stacked toolbox. Um, you like to meme a little bit. Like I saw the other night you had, um, you had this song playing and you were just blinking your flashlight and. Oh like yeah. yeah, the party vibe thing. yeah. That was yeah. hilarious. Like that yeah, cracked gets, me up. Yeah. The guys get involved <laughs> with it. They love it. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Like that sort of shit's fun to me these days. Like oh, yeah. getting five gens on opening an escape door and leaving or oh, sorry, an exit door. I'm sorry for all the people that had come for me for saying that. <laughs> um opening an exit door and leaving it's it's i've done it a bajillion times like i've Mm -hmm. done it so much now like it doesn't really mean anything to me anymore yeah um and these days i would rather play the way of you know flashlight saves um locker saves you know um cj techs all the like all the stuff that you can fiddle with to see what you can get away with and Mm -hmm. and it's not bullying the killer because a lot of the time it fucking backfires dude like i don't care what anyone says like mm-hmm. a lot of this sort of stuff can backfire on you and more than often than not. Like oh, I yeah. do it with the, with the full thought process of <laughs> if this works, it's going to be sick, but it's yeah. more than likely not going to work. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, I don't really care because I've done this a bajillion times and I don't need to really prove myself to anyone anymore sort of thing. You know, like the gates and everything getting out. Sure. It's good. MMR goes up. Oh yeah. Congrats. But like I've, I've been opening exit gates for 3000 hours now like it's yeah it's you've been there and done that yeah yeah it's boring like not boring gameplay but it's just the same thing but end game collapses and stuff can still be super fun and and enjoyable i like Mm -hmm. that pressure i love nowhere i love the thought process oh like it's amazing yeah and a lot of people like oh of course he has no head and like yeah i understand that some killers that are less skilled will run nowhere i get that like that's not Mm -hmm. the surprise it makes the game more interactive because there's nothing like having a killer that you can run well and then the pressure at the end of the game being like oh shit like this is a step up now like yeah. i don't know about you my my heart gets racing when there's still oh, a yeah. nowhere in, in play and yeah. you've, your teammates have to rush around to see what they can do to help out and like that's yeah. that's fun for me i don't mind getting urgency. yeah i don't yeah. want it but... it's a blast and the funny thing is you mentioned noed and um i don't know about your games but i don't see it that often but when I do, it, it it's fun. Mm. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I played uh, actually on stream with people who don't really play DVD that much. Like mm-hmm. one guy literally had five hours played. <laughs> so right. I think our MMR was well. like, we ran In into between? no ed every game, like yep. without fail. Everybody had no ed. Right. Um, but when it's just me solo queue, yeah, my MMR is probably, I don't think it's at the ceiling but it's mm-hmm. probably not far from it. Uh, yeah. I rarely, I rarely see it. So when people are, 
talking about, you know, killer sided, survivor sided, MMR this, MMR that, Noed's overpowered. Like we're all playing a different game and yeah. trying to have the same discussion while having different expectations. And I think that's why people get so emotional about these. Yeah. These, I used to complain uh, about Noed. Yeah. I, like I did, but that was when I was, you know, less outward, like mm. less experienced. Like that's, that's when I used to come like, Oh, it's absolute bullshit. Oh, blah, 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 blah. It's, Cleanse five yeah. totems. Cleanse five yeah. totems. Don't sit on gens. Don't like you can't gen rush a killer. Like this is what bothers me. Like and and I want people to understand when I when I say that I think the game is survivor sided. I'm not saying like it's only survivor sided. It's it's bullshit. It's so unfair how strong it is for survivors. Like that's not the case. I think slightly the game is survivor like survivor sided, very mm -hmm. slightly. Like the boons, dead hards, um, like the perk, the perks. Sorry, the perks of like prove thyself and gen rushing. And and the 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 term gen rushing can be used very vaguely if you're using your perks right and proxying like checking your gens enough. Like I don't think gen rushing is really a, like it can be a valid term a lot mm -hmm. of the time. But yeah. I do believe that gen rushing is a thing, one hundred percent. I guarantee, as I said before, if I ran these builds, I would gen rush the shit out of a killer if I wanted to. I would I would absolutely get these gens done as quick as I could, regardless mm -hmm. of them checking on the gens. I promise yeah. you now, if you give me any of the Macmillan maps where the gens are relatively spread out, or even like a Red Forest, for example, where the gens right. are scattered, right? Oh, yeah. and, you've, and you've got just like a normal 115 pace killer like a Myers or whoever, or a Trap or whatever it is, mm -hmm. whatever the speed is, I could gen rush the shit out of a killer. That's how, that's that's a survivor-like point of view. I could gen right. rush as, as quick as anyone. Um, but Noed, like that's, that's the, the thing you gen rush a killer. You have no reason to complain about Noed. Oh I'm yeah. Sorry. If yeah. you want to rush and get the gens done as quickly <clears throat> as you can mm -hmm. be fucking prepared to get Noeded. Like <laughs> exactly. be absolutely prepared. You cannot complain if you get the gens done in six to seven minutes about Noed. You have no reason. The totems are there for a fucking reason. They're an objective. The gens are the only thing that you have to look out for. Like that's what yeah. bothers me. The people that get gens done as quickly as they can and mm -hmm. shit talk nowhere users. Yeah. That's the thing that bothers me. Oh yeah. Massively. It's like an <laughs> ick for me. You can't gen yeah. rush someone and then complain about Noed. I never I don't really run Noed. I'll run it like every now and then on like a killer if it's my one of my only perks available. Mm -hmm. Um but regardless of all that, I just think that, yeah, people tend to complain a bit like too easy about this game. Like oh, anything they can, like, but that's yeah. human nature. Like if there's something yeah. that you can pick apart, you're going to pick apart it. Like it's oh, just. Yeah. I've, I'm, I'm actually like guilty of that, like complaining all the time about this game. Mm. So I've been trying to take it under my power, my control. I really really hate boon circle of healing I, I call it boon circle of winning because that's what it yeah. is it's a win condition um lately i've been using plague and plague is a hard counter for boon circle of healing so what yeah. i do is i just puke on everything puke on everybody mm -hmm. if they cleanse i get my power and i just i down think plague is strong fast. now too i think so too yeah because like the current meta right now involves healing super fast have you tried the as perks. a survivor have you tried like the the circle of healing with like the green med kit and the speed add-ons i haven't done that yet no oh, dude it's the speed time oh my god it's it's bad yeah <laughs> you can literally heal in like four to five seconds yeah i Holy saw 
I saw Scott John do a video on that and he's like, mm. this feels like I'm cheating, but I'm not. I'm just, mm. he was, yeah, he, I think he had a syringe with uh, abdominal dressing mm-hmm. and the green med kit and boon circle of healing. And yeah, it was an instant heal in like four or five seconds. Like you said, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a really <laughs> healing in this game right now is bad. I was getting chased by, uh, I think it was a Myers the other day on Haddonfield and there's like you know the in the middle of the of the map where you've got like three pallets around the cars and around the the parked oh. cars in front of the garage right um i was literally those a boon just around those and i literally m- managed to heal while getting chased by these myers mm-hmm. like he took he, he got an m1 on me i was yeah. injured he wasn't t3 and i managed mm-hmm. to heal in between using each pallet and looping it oh. because he wouldn't break the pallet like that's if you can heal in front of the killer's face that quickly, that like that mm-hmm. is so deterring as a killer. Yeah. Like so deterring. It's it's heartbreaking. <laughs> it's really frustrating. So I think that plague is a killer that needs to be used a lot more because yeah, in the current state of the game, you can't really hit and run anymore as a killer because you you hit somebody, they're gonna be at full health, you know, 20, 30 seconds yep. later. So yeah those boons um, it's just like a powered up self like self-care so when it comes to when it comes to dvd like is there anything you would change like any changes you want to see in the future in terms just in painting in broad strokes whether it's healing speed times or mm. perks you want to see changed um anything that comes <sighs> to mind it's a very like it's a very broad conversation that one like you could talk about that for ages I think mm-hmm. the D- I think DVD is in a decent spot right now. I think it's it's in a weird spot. Dead by Daylight, in my opinion, it's in a very weird spot. I think they're trying to figure out a, a couple of new, like the devs. I think they're trying to figure out a couple of new things to make the game more interactive, like boons and everything like that. Right. Um. I just I have a few opinions on the game, which everyone has opinions on the game. But oh, yeah. if I could change anything, like the one thing I would like a request massively from the team would be to have boons so once you snuff them they're destroyed yeah that's, that's a pretty controversial take right like i just i just think if if survivors can destroy hex totems you should be able to destroy boons mm-hmm. what the killer doesn't need those up you know and and also if the if the survivors are running boons for example you boon a totem killer destroys it right say mm-hmm. that killer's running noed You've got yeah. to you've got to stand off for that last totem to know if it's going to be Noed or if it's got to be Boon at the end of the game, and it provides that extra bit of pressure. Like, mm-hmm. do I do I snuff this out and lose my Noed, or do I let the survivors run it and mm-hmm. just deal with that as their last totem sort of thing? You know what I mean? I just oh, yeah. it's, it's a it's a weird. I don't like the idea of them being able to infinitely keep booning. I yeah. think that's it. Or, or like not even destroying the totems because then like obviously Noed might be just cancelled out completely if you have to destroy the last totem, mm-hmm. you know, for Noed because Noed wouldn't trigger them because it's destroyed. Um, but I, I like maybe even just a cooldown on boons I think would yeah. be like a normal thing. Yeah. Like, I think that should actually be <laughs> like a common sense sort of ideology. Like yeah, I just think infinite boons and being able to change them whenever you want is ridiculous. It is. And one of the things that I said right from the get-go is I'd like to see tokens on them so that when you boon a totem, you, it uses a token. And then once they're mm-hmm. gone, they're gone. You can't boon anymore. So That's not a bad I think, idea. I think yeah. two tokens would be plenty because mm-hmm. you could have four people bringing in boon circle of healing. That's still eight, which is still yep. a lot. <laughs> so something like that. But 
I do think I do believe that there will come a time in DVD where we look back at Moon Circle of Healing and go, wow, wow, they really did that. Like, how can they release it like that? That is crazy. Like, that's just maybe down the road. um, (laughs) I I watched like the Jeopardy episode of um, Ott's Paul Polyester and Spooky Lips. Right, yeah. And they brought up the patch when you could flashlight save during the pickup animation at any time and it would trigger the release of a survivor. No way, really. Imagine imagine that. Imagine playing yeah. and that was like a three day patch. Like they did that, they release it and they're like, Oh fuck, this is a huge <laughs> yeah. mistake and they put it back to normal. Yeah. Like I, I think boons aren't gonna be to that extent, but I just think they're a little bit too much right now. I mm. do. And that's that's yeah. from a strong survivor main dude. I just think they're I think they're a little bit too OP in a way. Not mm-hmm. not super OP. I just think they're they're pretty bad. And everyone's like, oh, but you can snuff them out in two seconds by taking a two-second distraction. Yeah, sure, that's right. fine. But infinite boons, man. Like, come on. Like, that's just a common yeah. sense thing. <laughs> yeah. What I think we'll eventually see is they'll slow down how quickly you can heal yourself and heal others. And uh, mm. also they'll probably take away the level thing like you know putting one at at the top of a building you won't be able to heal yourself on at the, the bottom ground floor and you'll have to probably be within certain like you yeah you have to be within what is it 16 meters or 24 yep. meters or something like that they're, they're probably they've got to do something it's bad uh, it, is, <laughs> it is it's very bad yeah but even even like with um with as i said them destroying you know the boon totems make it so the killer can destroy the boon totems right but mm-hmm. hear me out. Imagine that with Pentimento. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd if be you great. want to run Boons, perfect, mm-hmm. sweet, groovy. But I'm going to be running Pentimento. And if you like these Boons, you're going to suffer at the end of this game. Yeah, like that would be actually be a great counter for that. Yeah. Destroy Boons, set up Pentimento. Yeah. And make it only killer can destroy not dull totems, but just the Boon totems. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Otherwise, mm-hmm. they have to destroy the totems to cancel out hexes or whatever the situation is. I just yeah. think, I think that could work. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing. Let let me ask you a question. I'll oh, ask sure. you one now. Yeah. What's your take on boil over with this new mid chapter patch? All this mid chapter oh, release. Yeah, boil over. So if anybody's listening, <laughs> uh, not not aware of what we're talking about, boil over got a buff where you get more wiggle progression quicker, right? And also, if the killer has a survivor on their shoulder with boil over if they drop down a level like a flight of stairs they mm. get what is it 20 percent more 20 wiggle, wiggle progression yep. so if you have a friend nearby with breakout it makes it next to impossible for uh killers to hook the the that survivor with boil over so i just like just imagine gonna, you go down out on one of those roofs out on haddonfield where you have to vault the window just imagine yeah. You oh, go yeah. down out there, automatically mm-hmm. 20%, and then getting yeah. to a hook, you got two people with saboing toolboxes on either side of that building. Yeah. It's going to be really frustrating to play Killer if they do release it in its current state. Cause I don't it, think it, it should be bad. released. Yeah. I, I just think <laughs> yeah. it should not be a thing, dude. I think yeah. it's a horrible idea. I think it's yeah. a really, really bad um, mm-hmm. outlook to have. I think it's a really, 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 really bad out. Like, that's... that's oh, yeah. It can't go. It, it physically no. should not work. No. It should not be a thing. Yeah. I, I can get with like quicker wiggle progression. That's fine. But like that's, the bonus. That's what I thought. Yeah. Like yeah. like a, like a 3% max. Like 3% mm-hmm. bonus. Like it doesn't need to be anything huge. 
but just yeah. a wiggle progression like uh, incentive to say if you're running boil over you'll wiggle like side to side more sure mm -hmm. but you get yeah. that little bonus like it's only minuscule but yeah. then you run that with builds like breakout and stuff from other players that can be that can make it a more like interactive game but i just think oh, i yeah. think the boil over is a perk that's going to be abused by bully swifts like, oh that's yeah. it that's all yeah. it's not going to be meta yeah it's not going to be a meta perk no at no. all it's going to be something used by by swifts that plan to to abuse it oh yeah. that's that's the issue i think by doing this perk the way they've done it it's going to make survivors say you know what let's piss a killer off today by running this and doing this and yeah. that's 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 what is running through my head like you know what if they're going to release this perk i'm going to take us to haddonfield and i'm going to get three of my friends and we're just gonna <laughs> not do gens and make sure we wiggle off at all circumstances but you know what happens then yeah. you get slugged and then the, oh, yeah. and the survivors will complain about getting slugged like it's oh it's, yeah mm -hmm. it's it, it, you can't like please everyone in this community but i just think boil mm -hmm. over the, what they've done is the wrong approach Mm -hmm. it's not improving well it's improving the perk strength wise yeah but it's targeting an audience to infuriate the killer side more than they're already dealing with enough shit mm -hmm. that's the thing i think killers have enough to deal with and i just think by adding boil over with the drop and wiggle percentage going up i think that's a horrible idea horrible oh, yeah. like i'm deterred away recently from playing killer because i just i just don't enjoy it i think there's too much to already focus on when i'm streaming i don't like mm -hmm. to i have to focus more on the game than my chat and i don't like doing that so i'm more oh, yeah. entitled to not play killer yeah um and i just think this is another thing to deter people away from playing killer and if you look at any of the killer main streamers lately there's more people playing survivor these days than there is killers like that's that's true there's a reason yeah. for that like there's a genuine reason why people are playing survivor more at the moment mm -hmm. i wonder I, i'm just as you were talking about that uh whose perk is it legion's perk where if you hit somebody while you're carrying a survivor mad, grit. mad grit might see some usage uh mad grit with uh agitation and stuff like that mm. that could mm -hmm. see some usage but again it, like you said it's not going to be a meta perk you're just going to, yep. you're the, what you're going to see is you're going to see in the lobby, two people with toolboxes and two people with flashlights. Yep. And that'll probably be one of those bully squads. It's literally just going to be for survivors to piss off the killer. Like that's, that's yeah. all I can see the perk being mm -hmm. just a way for the survivors to piss off the killer. And I don't like that. I, yeah. I understand that there's ways that killers are already infuriated. Like I, I went up against another <clears> streamer a while ago and they were frustrated that I could flashlight save. They're like, oh, okay. that's bullshit. You shouldn't be able to do that. How can you flashlight save me during the pickup animation? Like I'm locked yeah. in. I can't do anything. And turn around. Yeah. Run like yeah. one. Face yeah. The wall. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's all yeah. these things that you can do. And they were frustrated yeah. at that. Like, I don't think that's enough to be frustrated over, but that's the mentality of some killers. Like a flashlight mm. save is enough to frustrate you. Yeah. Right? Oh, so yeah. how are killers going to deal with when they're locked out on a roof in Haddonfield and mm -hmm. they have to drop down regardless? Like they have to drop oh, down yeah. and then boom, like that much of your meter goes up. Like it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's ridiculous. Like that's bad. Yeah. It is it's, really bad. It, it can't, it physically cannot, like it can't come to live servers. Mm -hmm. It cannot. Yeah. I just think it's a horrible idea. Everyone's like, oh, boil everywhere. How exciting. Finally about time. But yeah. then they're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah no <laughs> this is bad oh yeah 
And that's the thing. Like, it just targets the wrong play style and wrong audience. Like, I think mm-hmm. that, as we said earlier, if Boil Over got, like, a, a 1%, 2 3% bonus in wiggle progression, mm-hmm. it would be better. Or maybe, yeah. maybe like, 3 4 5% max yeah. that's pushing it like for each level you know yellow being oh, yeah. three green yeah. four purple mm-hmm. five i just think i just think that that would be a better idea mm-hmm. than the full 20 percent dropping off a thing because that's just going to be abused 100 percent. it's crazy and you mentioned that that streamer getting upset i actually ran into a bully squad uh, a few days ago this was off stream mm. they all had like you know four flashlights and Mm. unbreakable and built to last did you lie on them no i should have oh. like i didn't realize <laughs> they had a, oh no this was actually on stream um i didn't notice they had four flashlights until the round was starting mm. and then they brought me to dead dog saloon they burnt an offering for that and i was like I'm trying to get the man, I, should, and all that I was like i shit. should i should dodge but i actually destroyed them it was really frustrating i was trying to have fun mm. but it actually caused a bit of drama online with those people. Um, cause I posted a screenshot. Like I was like, TikTokers or some shit or yeah. Oh yeah. Stretch res, like, you know, oh, going for all the, yes. all the, all the cool clips and there's no oh. rules against that. But, what's, um, what's like, I, I, I know you're trying to tell me this, but what's your opinion on that? The whole like TikTok stretch res content creation, like thing that's I, going on right now. I don't mind it. Like, I think it's mm. ugly to look at. That's my thing. It's just, nasty to look at i don't like watching stretch res mm. content i don't sure it gives you a slight edge but mm. like i really don't have anything uh i'm i'm a bit i'm a bit the opposite of it that like i i don't mind people stretch resing like i play with people that stretch res and i give them shit mm-hmm. about it because it's my friends and i can literally just joke about that it's fine yeah yeah. But I think there's this whole like ugh, this whole perspective right now with DVD is people are doing what they can to get content before TikTok to blow up. Like yeah. they'll be sitting at like seven, eight hundred hours in the game and yeah. think that they're like the god's gift to this game because they've learned a flashlight save against like a baby bubber or whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. And then they go on to get this confidence that brings them forward to do more of that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's the game is being played in a way by some of these survivors that are trying to just prioritize their, their content. And I do it sometimes too. Like I, like yeah. a lot of people that I play with know that if I have, you know, someone working on a gen and I've got a beamer on me, they can trust me to get the flashlight safe so we can finish the gen because that's the type of player I am. Like I'm safe with a beamer. Right. But I just think a lot of like the whole ideology behind stretch rays is that it's becoming more and more perceived as, you must stretch res to be a better gamer at this or to be an ultimate mm-hmm. like player or whatever the situation is. Like I just believe, and that's the whole like competitive DBD meta that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and the thing is like a DBD it's, it's got a competitive scene. I'm not shitting on the competitive scene at all because like yeah. there's people that play this for, for good money too. Like in these competitive mm-hmm. scenes when they, when they raise enough money for it. Um, and, and a lot of people that I heard this term the other day, they're like, if you look at these these uh, plays in the DVD tournaments, they're all stretch res, bro. There's nothing wrong with stretch res. It's not cheating. Yeah. yeah. Why are competitive quotations DVD plays running stretch res then compared to mm-hmm. native? They yeah. say that it runs smoother. It does all these things on the computer. Well, I'll tell you now, I've been playing DVD for over two years on my computer for over 3,000 hours. My game runs perfectly smooth. 
Yeah. 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 I don't like, I just think that, yes, it might run smoother, but not as much as what they're making out to be. I think it's a general term that they're using to justify the stretch res. And mm. the thing is, stretch res does give an advantage. And that's from, yeah. like, again, Survivor main. Stretch res would help the fuck out of me. I would be able to see water looks around like different angles and to see around my jungle gyms a lot easier. With stretch oh, yeah. res, I'd be able to see the yeah. killer's head more with stretch res. I'd be able to do mm -hmm. all these things more. It provides advantages. It's not cheating. No. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. I'm not saying that at all. It's definitely not cheating, mm -hmm. but it's providing an advantage. Yeah. 100%. It's providing you an advantage. Oh, and that's big time. my outlook. On it. <laughs> Yeah. It's not it's not cheating. You're not cheating. You can stretch res as much as you want. Yeah. But it's giving an advantage. And I just mm -hmm. think of the whole like ideology that a lot of people are having right now is stretch res isn't cheating. Um, it doesn't give that much an advantage, blah, 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 blah. It runs smoother than yeah, it runs smoother, but it gives you the advantage too, Chief. Like it, yeah. it just does. Like just <laughs> yeah. fucking like stop being in denial about it, dude. Just admit <laughs> it. Like it gives yeah. an advantage one hundred percent. Yeah. That bothers me. The whole denial factor about it, it gives an mm -hmm. advantage. It's only slight, sure, but yeah. it's an advantage nonetheless. And people it are is. so passionate about defending it. And it's just like, yeah. oh, my guy, just like... Own up come, to it. Just Come just to terms. Let's not be <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Yeah. One of my best friends, one of my best friends that plays the game is like seven, 8,000 hours deep or whatever they are. They, play, they have stretch res and they're fucking an amazing player with or without stretch res. They would be absolutely sensational. And I just mm -hmm. shit on them all the time about the stretch res because it's yeah. just it's just the relationship that I have with stretch res gamers. I've never stretched mm -hmm. in my life. I've looked yeah. at it. I've seen the advantages that it gives by by testing it, but it's mm -hmm. just not for me. Like I, I yeah. would rather just native. I'd rather the game in its form that it's intended to be at, mm -hmm. and that's what I enjoy. Um, oh, yeah. I just, I'm just I'm just a little bit like people are more focused on stretching and doing all these things because it's become more popular. I think. Oh yeah. I think that's what yeah. it is. Oh yeah. So that that bully squad I went up against, mm. um, I destroyed them because I, I was using Demogorgon with like oh yeah, with a black heart and um like Barb's glasses and save the best shred for last. attack. Yep, yep. So yep. I was just shredding them, hitting yep. them, like getting big stacks. And they were fumbling their flashlight saves and they were, <laughs> so I posted a screenshot. I said, POV, you go up against a bully squad who watches way too much, you know, so-and-so content. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I, I yeah, blanked yeah. out their names. Like I blanked out all their names cause I didn't want to like cause yeah, drama, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody retweeted it and one of them saw that and they're like, Oh, that was us. And so one of them actually blocked, blocked me immediately on Twitter on twitter and uh right. i've yeah, run I'm into like... them on twitch and I'm, i've been like hey guys hey how's it going like in other people's streams yeah they don't, they don't acknowledge me and it's like so you're upset but that's true though like what that... you said is true it's so bothersome yeah. it's so weird because like there there wouldn't be that animosity if they got their desired effect you know Oh, if, if, if they got if they bullied 24 you, flashlight saves, yeah. You'd be on their highlight montage and they would be rubbing it in. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's the two different sides of the coin in this sort of situation. Mm -hmm. If they got what they wanted, you would be on the other end of it and they would have, who knows if they would have blocked out your name or whatever the situation is. But yeah. that's the that's the different sides of the coin with the DVD world in Survivor and Killer. Like you can, mm -hmm. you can be um, the most wholesome killer on the planet, but as long as you're on the other end of it and they get what they want, that's what they're going to use the content for. Yeah, I had like I've had people 
I was doing my, uh, I was doing my, what was it? Killer Adepts. And I got Mikey. Oh. I was doing Mikey. And mm -hmm. I'm not a, like Myers is like D T killer, right? Horrible. And then I got one of the cold winds. I got which one? The, I think it was the one with the, bl uh, the blimp. Oh yeah. You know, I the, know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Oh fuck. What's the name? I can't remember the yeah. exact name of the map. It's not like I can remember every map. Um, mm -hmm. But I got I got that map and I was getting, you know, destroyed. Well, not destroyed, but they were just doing gens quickly, but their chases weren't mm -hmm. lasting long. Mm -hmm. And I was going up like a T against a TTV and they're like, oh, this killer is so toxic. They're blah, 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 blah. It got to end game and I left them slug for a little bit because they just come off the hook. So I was trying oh, right. to bait the other survivors in. I had my T3 ready to pop. Right. Ready to just get them down and try to get like a quick couple downs to see if I could adapt my Myers. So I left the person slugged. I walked mm -hmm. away, so they had the chance to get back up because I was pressuring another player. And this CTV is just shit talking me, dude. Just like, oh, this oh. is bullshit. This killer doesn't play like this. Like, uh, if when I played Mikey, I let everyone go and all this sort of bullshit. I'm like, dude, it's a fucking game. Like, I'm yeah. I'm just doing what I need to do to try and get my challenge done. Like, yeah. chill. And then um, at the end, they realized who I was and they're complaining about how they subscribed to me. And I'm like, oh, dude, I've never seen oh. a person in my chat before. Like, yeah. It doesn't make any sort of sense, but people just take this way too seriously when I think they have lesser hours than mm -hmm. some people do. Like I'm, I'm numb to a lot of the things. And if, you know, I would have done the same exact thing as you. It's just, that's the mentality that people have now. If they can <clears throat> bully a killer and turn it into mm -hmm. a montage, you would have been in that montage oh, but yeah. because you're, you won because you played the game better than they did. Mm -hmm. You won't see that content that's no. that's what bothers me like that content doesn't make it to online thing i just created a tiktok today i was playing on european servers with one of my mods and i think maybe nina you know Ventic. oh yeah yeah i know nina. and yeah. i i was i was going up against the myers and being on those servers you know the, the the ping hits and everything like that like i tried to escape the game but i got caught with a, a tombstone and i was like oh fuck like i made i fucked up oh. i made a mistake that's the, that's part of the content that i'm proud of is being able to realize and identify my mistakes compared to my wins as well. You know, that's all part of creating content. But yeah, the idea right now is if I lose to this killer, the killer's the bad person. But mm -hmm. if I win, you're going in a highlight montage and I'm going to show <laughs> yeah. your name off to everyone on TikTok. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that what, that's what bothers me. And like, oh, it's yeah. just, it's just such a shame that you as a person have encountered this team played better mm -hmm. and, and and like acknowledge that that whole watching these creators play this way and like that's the thing i'm one of those creators at the moment who is considered i've been called toxic i've been called like unfair and all these sorts of things when i'm playing survivor like and it happens but i get destroyed some days as well mind you like oh, that's yeah. the thing i get absolutely yeah. destroyed but a lot of people will, will say the way that i play is toxic but that's because i'll get a flashlight save or because yeah. i get like a locker tech flashlight save or like all these sorts of things that, you know, uh, people don't understand in the game and mechanics that allow you to play that way. Yeah. But then you play a way that you play as killer and you've done this damage to this team, but then you say, hey, I see that you're probably fans of so-and-so person and you've played like this, but I'll black out your names as in a way of respect. Yeah. Like that's, you're proud of the way you played. You're allowed to be proud yeah. of the way that you play, but for them yeah. to be salty, it just, it bamboozles me, dude. Like it's, it's I, weird. If if I play against the killer and they've destroyed me, sure. But I've you know, there's there's literally like people on the OC OCE servers who play as doctor. Have you had the hostage taking doctors game yet? 
No, what's that? What's that? So basically what they do is they run the add-ons and a, a build that provides a doctor the ability to slug a team if they play the way that we play with my friends. So like flashlight saves. Um, oh, right. Or, or if we just kind of linger around each other or if there's players that are lesser experienced, like the doctors take advantage of that. And what they do is they slug and they put everyone into T3 Madness. So what okay. they'll do is they'll put you into T3 Madness so you can't heal someone for a long period of time. And then oh. when you finally heal them, they'll slug you. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll leave three people on the ground, one person up, and continuously troll them. They won't hit them. They'll just keep them up, keep them in T3 Madness. Mm-hmm. And I played a game the other day that went for 40 minutes against a doctor. No. Um, yes, who just took the game hostage. Yeah. And one of my one of my mods was left up alive in the game at the end of the game, but she got cornered because she was watching me um, bleed out to death on the ground. Right. And she got cornered, and the doctor blocked her in, and she went AFK. She went she went and got Maccas. She went out for the night. She did all these things and came back to her desk, and he was still in the game, cornering her in the in the corner like that. No, because she was stood up, she couldn't escape. Literally, <clears> just stood in the corner. And what these people do is they'll just block you in and go AFK for however many hours and then just come back to the game that's what they do and that's I, crazy and that same exact doctor did it to one of my other friends and they had an hour and 10 minute standoff in a game no way because oh. when you're t3 madness you can't heal anyone and yeah. what they do is they just shock you into t3 madness while okay. bleeding someone out and then when the progression goes down a little bit on the health bar while they're slugged they'll let you get them up and mm-hmm. then they they do it to you. They'll tier three madness that next oh, person. No way. It's a horrible experience, and and it happens oh. towards end game as well. So you can't open yeah. the gates. Yeah. So they'll close the hatch. Um. Or sorry, they won't close the hatch. They'll stand on the hatch or what? I can't remember how it works. Yeah. But they'll tier three madness you, so you can't open the doors or something. Is yeah. There's oh, doctors that take the game hostage. That's that's brutal. toxic. Yeah. That's not enjoyable. That's not fun. <laughs> Yeah, and that's taking advantage of the of of the game and and its parameters that it provides. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think is is horrible gameplay. Uh, that I don't that enjoy. Is. That's not pleasant for anybody, including the killer. Like, it, yeah, I I just can't enjoy. I just can't imagine getting any kind of enjoyment out of that. No, uh, I was well, going to. But ask- what they did, they 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 took mm-hmm. my gameplay footage directly from my stream and uploaded it to YouTube. No, they yeah, they literally yeah. took from my perspective. But in in the in the gameplay, so they he slugged one of my friends, and I jumped in a locker and I lock attack. So I forced them to get the pickup because they were spamming oh. the space bar. But right. as I was spamming the space bar, they picked up my friend, and they're trying mm-hmm. to play it off like I didn't lock attack them, and they're all embarrassed and shit. It was yeah. super embarrassing for them. So it was oh. just funny all around. That's hilarious. That that bully squad tried the locker tech stuff on me too, but I knew I knew not to. Pick up and the, the timing curse. for that can be difficult as well. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. If you can pull off a lock attack, dude, congrats. Like, that's that's oh, yeah, that's yeah. a huge win. But if you, yeah. if you don't get it, and for example, you've just destroyed them, like, you can't be salty yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was weird. Like, they, you know, they responded to my tweet and stuff. I was like, oh, hey, you know, you guys were really good sports about it. Like, they didn't say anything in the game. They were just like, mm. one but of them asked me about my it. ping. But yeah, outside of it, it was very obvious when they weren't responding to my messages. I was like, oh, hey, that was you guys. Cool. We're running into you. I didn't know you mm. know this person. And not a single one of them responded to me. Mm. And um, one blocked me just straight up. And I was like, why? Like, You've <laughs> hidden their identification. I don't see why it needed to be like a big deal. Like, why yeah. do you 
Why do you yeah. need to acknowledge it? Like they could yeah. have just went about it like it never happened. Yeah, like it would be a different story if I was like, hey, everybody look at, you know, player X, player B, mm. and so, well, you know, if I yeah. like just pulling names out, like, look, I ran into Tofu and Angry Pug and this person and mm. like, this is what I did to them. But like blanked out their names. People are weird. <laughs> I, just, I just don't guy. I don't get where they need to complain about it. Like that's the thing. They could have literally just acted like it wasn't them and moved on with their day. Yeah, like I said they've acknowledged it. Like oh, yeah. you may as well just unblock their names now. Like yeah. sorry, you've called yourselves out. Like there's no reason for me to hide this information anymore. Yeah. Oh, and exactly. That's what bothers me, dude. Like they, they and that goes back to that conversation of watching this content and being like, yeah, we can do that. We mm-hmm. can do that, but with that doing that, that takes practice and time, and you're gonna yeah. fuck up and make mistakes against killers like yourself. So mm-hmm. they need to fucking put their hands up and be like, "Yeah, we fucked up. Like we didn't get it because oh, yeah. we were practicing." Like it, it takes time to learn that. It's nothing embarrassing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's the, just the the interesting thing is in games like that. I've witnessed games like that where the survivors on the bully squad are like, "Oh fuck this guy, man. Oh I hate this guy. He's so sweaty." And it's like, well. Mm. He's just not playing into your game. Like, yeah. oh, what I, is he like, supposed to do? <laughs> I agree. And like, it comes down to like, if I, uh, so I bring in beamers a lot and yeah. it's gotten to the point now where there's a few, cause Australia's region is relatively small for DBD. Yeah. Um, people will know like, and this isn't a cocky thing, but they'll know if I'm in the game with a beamer, they're more than likely to run Lightborn now. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. They're more than likely to run Lightborn. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. Like, even now, like, I'm like, oh, okay, they're running Lightborn. They don't want us to have fun. That's mm-hmm. an unfun perk. Like, that's just me having a joke, trying to push it on oh, the yeah. killer. Yeah. But that's, that's like, Lightborn's a perk that's made available to people. And if they want exactly. to run it, run it. If you want to count mm-hmm. these bully squads, fucking run Lightborn. Yeah. Very yeah. simple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think. Um, I'm not sure how you're doing on time and stuff, but I, I think we've been going on a little bit and uh, want to wrap it up soon. But I, I, we touched on it just a little bit, like in terms of mm. toxic behavior in the game. Uh, I had a really good conversation with Sergeant Fidget a while back. Uh, he was yep. one of my previous guests mm-hmm. talking about how people kind of just throw around the terms like toxic and tunneling mm. and stuff and camping even like, what do you find besides the, you, you mentioned the doctor experience. What what mm. do you find to be toxic behavior in DBD? I find if it doesn't take the game, like in a way hostage, I don't really mm. mind uh, the word. Like, I don't like the word toxic being used. I just don't think it should be used in the excess that it does. I think it gets mm-hmm. thrown around way too much and it loses its value. For example, um, I, I went in a game, it was on my YouTube. I went in a game against the Bubba and right. it was on Larry's and um, he hooked one of my teammates and there was a gen that we we're trying to get done. So what did I do? I clicked my flashlight at him. I was like, yes, like I'm going to do this to piss you off. Like this is a tactical click. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to piss you off. And the problem is that can be considered toxic, but I just don't think pressing a button on like your mouse pad or sorry, on your mouse should mm-hmm. be considered toxic like it's literally a, a click like a button press yeah. like that's that's toxic like no it can be aggravating and it can bother you but i don't think it's toxic and if mm-hmm. you give in to me clicking your flashlight at you because i know i'm gonna run you then that's mm-hmm. your fault that's your fault oh, for chasing yeah. me that's what i'm trying to do i'm doing it as a tactical reason to get under your skin 
mm-hmm. to chase me. Is that toxic? It might be considered toxic. Maybe. I don't consider it toxic. If someone clicks mm-hmm. their flashlight at me these days and I'm playing killer, I'm like, okay, you want my attention. You'll either get it if I think you are going to be an easy down or you're, I'm not going to fall for it because I'm not an idiot. Like that's the right. thing. You got to realize you got to play within the parameters of your skill level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think the word toxic, it's losing its value the more people are using it right now. I think, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like again, that goes back to that streamer that was complaining about me getting flashlight saves. I just don't think using a mechanic that is in the game in a way to save a teammate like that is considered toxic. Um, but by, for example, as I said, it goes back to reflecting on that doctor game that took the game hostage for a half hour to an hour. I think mm-hmm. by it impacting your time and your ability to play the game yeah. should be considered toxic. Yeah. I think there's two different levels to what is considered toxic and not toxic in the game. By me clicking my flashlight at you, it's not going to prolong the game. It's not going to mm-hmm. really affect the results of the game to extend its time or waste your time or it's not going to be used as like a slur against you as a human being or you know i'm not going to go back 13 generations in your family bloodline and insult (laughs) anyone by me clicking your flashlight you know what i mean right Um, but i think people using for example the doctor gameplay to sit there and waste your time is an issue i think if it prolongs the gameplay or if it you know if someone is using like slurs in endgame that's toxic for sure like oh yeah slurs are toxic Mm-hmm. Endgame chat can be toxic 100%. Anything that happens like towards the main part of the game, if you know you get a 4K and the killer says GG, easy, like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I don't care about that. You destroyed <laughs> us. Good for you. Like, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're, if you're taking the game somewhat hostage or if you're doing, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, Claudette face bubba thing that's been going on for some time now, that's All toxic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. if there's any sort of revolving, relation towards those sorts of things the game can be considered toxic but i think clicking the flashlight shouldn't be considered toxic in most forms i just don't think Mm -hmm. that's too big of an issue um but as you use like the the thought process of tunneling it's a strategy like it's a strategy and especially with the way the game is right now i think it's a valid strategy but there's ways to counter Mm -hmm. that dude run the ds unbreakable soul guard build like if you're that bothered there's Mm -hmm. ways to counter that and oh, yeah. if you're running with teammates that know how to counter it, there's ways to counter it. But that's something that that players can learn to counter as well. That's what's mm-hmm. that's what's so beautiful about DVD. You can counter that gameplay mm-hmm. by learning and adapting. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's inevitable. Like today I played a couple games offline earlier this morning and I ran a ghost face for five gens, but I was Rancor. And they only oh, ran the no. two perks and it was right. Spirit Fury and Rancor. So basically I ran them. I slammed through about 60-70% of the pallets and they got me down at the end because I was running solo queue so my teammates didn't know that I was Rancor. Oh, um, right. Yeah. And then he eventually downed me and just teabagged me at the end and then Rancored me. Mm-hmm. Am I going to think that's toxic? Not really. I mean, he got me down. <laughs> he yeah. decided to teabag me in a way. There's nothing wrong with it. Obviously, I, they might have had a challenge or they just wanted to own me or whatever the situation was or go nuts. But that's how they played. If you want to play like that, there's ways to counter that. If I was in a four-man swift, I would have had teammates taking shots for me. I would have had people, you know, going down. I would, like, there's there's ways around it, around tunneling and camping. Um, as for, like, like the insidious Bubba meme, 
like mm-hmm. the whole camping basement <laughs> yeah. i don't care for that shit like if you want to do that dude I, i'm just gonna sit on the hook die go to the next game like that's not toxic to me yeah. i i've literally just done uh some of the series of uh insidious killers that shouldn't be insidious mm-hmm. so i'm playing like legion insidious and demagogue oh, and, no yeah. and all these sorts of things insidious and i'm seeing the results <clears throat> from the killers in oh from the survivors in the end game and it's fucking hilarious dude like it's so funny the amount of people that i've had dc when i was running insidious legion Oh, really? <laughs> it was insane. I was running Insidious Demogorgon, and out of, I think, three or four games, I had, like, four DCs. That's crazy. Against, against an M1 killer who can't yeah. insta down. I didn't yeah. run... I don't think I ran Know It either. Like, it was yeah. just... It was just, um, I think, Mad Grit, Agi, Insidious, and something else. I can't remember. Um, maybe Know It. Yeah. And people just get so triggered so easily. Yeah. So, and they take it so personally. The one dude that I did uh, the Demogorgon one on, he's like... Oh, Kyle, if I ever run into you again, I'm going to bully you. I'm going to run you for five gens. Meanwhile, I got him down in two seconds as the Demogorgon. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's not that serious, Bessie. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not that... taking the game hostage. I'm not mm-hmm. calling you slurs. I'm not doing anything to ruin your day. I'm running a perk yeah. provided by the game. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's the funny thing. And my approach lately in recent months has been to. I had a conversation with a friend of mine. This is not related to gaming at all, but mm. I remember seeing him get into an online disagreement with somebody. And then the person said something just completely outrageous. I can't remember the context. I can't remember exactly what he said, but I remember being like, whoa, I remember being so concerned that I sent him a private message. I said, Hey man, are, like, are you okay? Like that person mm. said this, like about your dog or something. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, that, that kind of stuff never gets to me. He's like, if I let it get to me, that gives that person power over me. They're ruining my day. They're going to affect my emotions and the way I'm thinking. He's like, I don't know this person and I just don't want to give them that power. And Mm. that's what I think is wrong with the community right now in DVD. I teabag a lot. I click the flashlights a lot. I used um, to be a huge teabagger. You probably don't see me do it uh, much anymore when you tune in. But no, oh, I don't. Dude, no, I yeah. used to be such a big teabagger. Yeah, and it's all it's it's literally all tactical. Like it is. Like, I'm yeah. a good runner. Like I can be mm-hmm. one of the best on the day. But like it's all tactical. Yeah, realistically, like that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, and the, the when I break it out, it's because the killer is like trying to get somebody off out of the game when there's like four gens. They've still yeah. got ruin up and. You know, they've only hooked that one person twice and they're trying to get yeah. them out of the game. So I'll jump in there. I'll take a protection hit. Yep. Click my flashlight, teabag them. And then so they get to take the attention off. Yep. Yeah. And then they chase me and I'm like, okay, that's what I want. I want to give that person a chance to stay in this game and yep. maybe find ruin. Maybe. <laughs> so I get yep. a lot of, I get a lot of flack for that, but it's like, it's a game mechanic. It's a strategy. And if mm-hmm. that is actually ruining that person's day, they need to reevaluate like their approach with this game. And I agree. 100%. Should, I shouldn't have that power over people. Like I'm just some guy playing DVD and I tapped control twice yeah. and that ruined their day. Like that's if they uh, really want to get you back. Fucking <laughs> get the down, get it quick. Yeah. 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 Just hit that's them on the, the hook a, fuck, like, a couple of times. Like give it yeah. back. 
yeah it's a game dude you you have that, mechanics provided to you use them yeah and that happens to me a lot i'll i'll go down within 10 15 seconds mm. i was like okay well anyway that person has a chance killer got a bit of satisfaction of downing the toxic survivor but like mm. yeah it's it's a funny thing that i always think about and uh i like, like, i get upset sometimes but try oh, not dude. to give people that power over <laughs> me you like it's a physical impossibility for people to get somewhat at least a little bit upset and like a, a huge like uh cast well not a huge cast right now but a person who is doing like having a huge impact on the community right now um by calling out this sort of behavior is doing somewhat of like a god's work in a way like spook and jukes is mm-hmm. um really 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 in some ways approaching the situation where other people wouldn't yeah and i think that's like a like it's it's a somewhat scary way for him to do it but it's somewhat brave for him as well i mm-hmm. think a lot of people have gotten away with a lot of like toxicity in their behavior towards mm-hmm. the game um and i think i think by by him approaching that it's setting a standard of you better be fucking ready to be called out kind of because that behavior is unacceptable and there's been some mm-hmm. backlash on both ends of the way that it's been approached yeah um i've seen you know especially on twitter lately some people taking it privately to the point where they have to bring up private information about not only spook but like the family and all sorts of stuff like that and i think if that's the extent that people get triggered over a fucking video game that they have to take things into their hands to find out private information Mm -hmm. there's a big fucking issue there with the community that's a massive thing for you to get so buttered over a video game that you have to try and find out people's private information to try and DOS them, to try and DDoS them, whatever, whatever it is that you're going for, mm-hmm. that's a fucking issue. That oh, yeah. is a huge issue. And I, I just think that he's doing an amazing job. I think that sometimes it might be a little bit like, um, I mean, I get why people are upset with the way that sometimes the game might be played from his perspective or whatever it is. I get that. But that's mm-hmm. coming from a player base who thinks that they're super entitled to a lot of things. Right. that's the thing the dvd community is fucking so entitled dude it's so entitled oh yeah um yeah. i'm uh, and people might say you're fucking entitled kyle for believing that that doctor holding the game hostage is him mm-hmm. just using what he can use to have fun with the game like yeah. sure that might be the case and i might think i'm entitled but i guarantee you out of the thousands of games that i've played that game <laughs> That game, there's I, I've never seen really anyone else do this. And this person that played this game that way has a reputation for doing that in the oceanic community. Oh, wow. It's just one person. Yeah. It's just yeah. one person, and it's literally just is one person. Like it's not, it's not like a general way that people are playing. So I'm not complaining about a consensus of large people doing it. I'm mm-hmm. complaining about one person that's playing a way that you know took the game hostage in a way. Um, oh yeah. But I just think. A lot of the stuff that Spook has, has um, or as I call him, Mr. Jukes, has um, dealt with with recently, I think he's taken a great aspect, and I think it's providing a fear factor as well. I had a um, funny story. I had one of my community members in one of his videos, the Salty videos. Oh, no and way. Yeah, he messaged me privately, and he's like, Carl, I, I'm totally sorry. I'm so embarrassed by this. I'm sure you've seen it. I, I just want you to know that I shouldn't have acted that way. I understand if you never want to speak to me again, I'm so disgusted in my behavior. And mm-hmm. like, he was like, I didn't even talk to this person. I yeah. saw the video and I didn't reach out to them. I never like talked about it in general. This, this streamer slash community member just messaged me privately. And it's like, really like, like 
fucking like shitting his pants sort of thing because of what happened with the way he approached the situation. And I think by, by Spooks doing these videos, it provides that fear factor that you can't fucking get away with this shit anymore. You can't be racist. Mm -hmm. You can't promote violence against other people. You can't mm -hmm. do this shit within this community over a fucking video game. Yeah. Like that's, that's how bad it is. And the problem is I was, I was never that, like I was never racist. I was never like um, promoting violence or anything like that, but I was a salty survivor. Mm -hmm. back in my early days like i was like yeah. oh fuck this is bullshit this is this is something to complain about but that was because mm -hmm. i was inexperienced and i didn't really know what i was talking about yeah and that comes with anyone that's new to the game like that's mm -hmm. the that's the issue that new players don't really understand that you know there's two sides to this this game like like there's there's human beings and and that's the thing. And there's like, there's, and I know, for example, there's other TikTok creators that are doing this as well that are calling out unsettling behavior from other people, like um, Volpixia, for example, has done like amazing things oh, with. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like calling out people that are <clears throat> playing um, or, or not so much playing, but acting like pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. And, and this is, this is the thing is that people are getting like a fear factor for being called out publicly. No one likes to be publicly shamed. Mm -hmm. nobody regardless of who you are and there's some people that are thriving in it and there's some in there i know for a fact there's people that are fucking horrified for being oh, yeah. in one of these videos and i know yeah. for a fact back in the I, I don't actually i'm not gonna say i know for a fact but i know that i would have been in one of those videos not for anything like racist or violence or sexes or anything like that mm -hmm. but i was like that's fucking bullshit you're a tunneling piece of shit fuck you oh, fuck. Yeah. like that's the type of yeah. person i was in the early days yeah. like that's who I was because I was inexperienced once again. Um, but like that, and it provides that fear factor. Like no one wants to be publicly fucking shamed. Like sure, yeah. there might be some sort of creditation towards your channel and you might get a bit of exposure out of it, but is it good exposure? It's fucking mm -hmm. not. And no. no one wants to be yeah. in those videos. And that's why yeah. like Spook's doing these videos is amazing. I, I think he's done an amazing job. Um, I, I think that some community members might be seeing these videos and taking it upon themselves to go on a bit of a witch hunt mm -hmm. and providing that toxic behavior back to them. And I just don't think that's the approach to have towards it yeah. from the community members. It's not his fault. He specifically says in all these videos, do not do this. Like, do mm -hmm. not. But humanity, dude, they just oh, yeah. want to have their fucking say and it's just none of their business. Like, I, yeah. like I, I like to know who the content creator is so I not so much avoid them but more so I get an idea about who they are because you don't know someone entirely just based off of a 30 second video. Like yeah. they might've just been having a bad day. They could have mm -hmm. just lost their job. You know, they might've oh, yeah. had survivors like flashlight saving, clicking at them like the whole time. Like it's understandable to get triggered. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there's some mannerisms that definitely aren't acceptable. And that's, you know, goes mm -hmm. along the lines of like the, the racism and, and a violent promoting violence and, you mm -hmm. know, all that sort of shit. Like the, just the vulgar, mentality is oh, kind yeah. of not okay in the dvd community i think that's toxicity yeah. you know what yeah. i mean i think there's oh, two exactly. different sides to it yeah you know you're talking about uh spook and jukes mm -hmm. uh, i've seen some of his videos where he, he talks about like the you know yeah. commenting on people being really mean and nasty and displaying disgusting behavior there's tiktoks i've seen um, where people are like, I went up against this streamer and here's what happened. Those TikToks are the reason why I've enabled VODs and clips for subs only because I don't want to appear on 
somebody's stupid TikTok. Like I went up against the mm. crow show and here's what happened. Like that bully squad, for example. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Like, I don't want to end up in their montage stuff, like from That's my fair. perspective. <laughs> so That's fair. Uh, and my and thing, thing is like if you're a content creator, you got a target on your head, dude. Like you Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially especially with TikTok now. Like yep. it, every single content creator. I know for a fact if like if someone wanted to, they would come and take clips from my stream or from playing against me and be like, Oh look, Kyle, three thousand hours. I destroyed him in two seconds, which happens. Everyone mm-hmm. like everyone can have like and make bad choices i've seen people with double the hours amount that i have make one or two bad choices here or there because they get a little bit distracted or just have like a little miss like like a little error in judgment like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. happens to everyone but that that makes sense like and that's the thought process now is that a lot of people are like going for content from other content creators to benefit themselves in a way i'm just gonna say oh yeah yeah, even, even if it's even if it's not like toxic, you know what I mean? Like you could be the most wholesome person on the planet, and a bully mm-hmm. squad will come along and destroy you. And I've seen this on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You could be the most wholesome, wholesome, wholesome survivor or killer, whatever it is. But yeah. the other side will portray a, a story that suits them to provide clout, and oh, yeah. that's what bothers me. Like mm-hmm. the, they portray like, oh, this survivor was so salty and so toxic. And meanwhile, they're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, like I can't believe they got this shot. Like that's crazy. Yeah, they portray a story that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to suit the the story that they're trying to portray on social media. And that's yeah. what bothers me. It's like I just think a lot of things are blown out of proportion in mm-hmm. in purposes of content. Um, and I just think that some people are doing what they can now, whatever, whatever they can to get some sort of growth or, or mm-hmm. clout as the yeah. kids say on, on this platform. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've, uh, I, I was actually, um, that target on my back actually happened last year sometime. I want to say at the end of summertime for us. Mm. So it was like August mid year. Yeah. Um, somebody posted a TikTok. They're like, I went up against the crow show and he tunneled me out of the game and was a jerk. And, and the TikTok, I got a notification cause they mentioned my name and I watched it. Well, they added you. <laughs> yeah. They actually tagged me and they had screenshots of me and stuff. Mm. And, um, I watched it and I didn't think much. I was like, whatever. And mm. I came back like an hour later and it was gone. And then I messaged the person. I said, you know, I could show my own footage that, shows i did not tunnel you i just Mm. played the game Mm -hmm. and i i said i could do that and we can have this back and forth but i did see your tiktok and they're like yeah i just i don't know what i was thinking i was just i got excited when i saw your name and and thought i could get some views and whatnot i was like yeah that's there's a different way you could do it you could just say hey i ran into this person i know from tiktok and leave it at that um but they tried to frame it in a way that they, that I that's, was playing like a, a jerk. But that's the part that bothers me. Like that's that's the that's the thing that bothers me. Like for example, mm-hmm. you have the most chill streamer playing Survivor. I know this for a fact. It happened to someone with you know a good establishment on DVD and the and the DVD mm-hmm. community, and they were chilling out. You could literally <clears throat> see them in some of the clips, like just talking to their chat while trying to play Survivor. You know, just chill. And they're like, oh, I totally killed this survivor. Like, he's one of the best. And, you know, I destroyed him and like all this like crazy shit. And I'm like, the man was just chilling out, playing some fucking video games and talking to his chat. Like, it's not a competitive 
outlook. Oh, yeah. It's not you destroying him. He like it, it, that's not the case whatsoever. And I think that's the the picture that people are trying to portray now is that the game needs to be sweated out so hard in a competitive way that you know it's the only way to provide content. Mm-hmm. But there are like, lots it, of different ways you could do it. <laughs> there's lots of different ways, but I think people's like mentality around it. I think it's just absurd. And I had this conversation on my on my stream the other night where I was talking about the, the competitive scene versus public games at the moment. And I think like because the competitive scene is more popular now in DVD than ever, um, yeah. I think people are incorporating that gameplay that they see on the competitive scene into public games. And I, I think that's the problem. The issue is like I, I generally see DVD is not a competitive game. I, like... It, it can be competitive. I could go play competitive if I wanted to, like 100%. I choose not to because I look at DVD as a, as a game that I want to choose as like a party game in a way. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's a way to chill. It's a way for me to have fun. I like to play around with the killers. I like that interaction. I like to have fun with it. If they get mm-hmm. me down, so be it. They get me down. But there's a there's a way that can have you ever watched Comp DVD before? No, I've no, I haven't. <laughs> no interest like, for me. Yeah, I, I like to watch it. Like it's, it's okay. somewhat interesting for me because a few of my friends compete in it. And um, okay. but there's there's a way there's a way that killers play. It's like kind of you go for kills and you go for hooks as much as you can, regardless of what happens. Um, and ninety percent of the time they get the first hook, they proxy the first hook until they go to second stage, which is like confirming. So you confirm right. that they go to second stage. And yeah. then they'll leave because they mm-hmm. go to second stage. They won't go too far. And then as soon as the person is unhooked, they'll try to get rid of them out of the game as quickly as they can. Okay. And then it's the last three people remaining to provide pressure on the rest of the game. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I'm seeing more of now than ever. I'm seeing the trend of killers playing that way. And mm-hmm. it also goes back to the conversation that the game is like survivor-sided. 100% I do believe it is. Not strongly, but I do believe that it is somewhat survivor-sided. Mm-hmm. And I think people in that sense are keeping that in mind and are trans like transforming their competitive gameplay into a public lobby. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's literally oh, yeah. just DBD, it's not a competitive game. Like the great system is there to help you get blood points now. MMR is a thing. Like that's the thing. Yeah. MMR is huge. That's what really depends on how well you play. Mm-hmm. Um and I just see more people bringing the competitively game. Like I, I sit there and I'll get camped on first hook until I go to second stage and then they vanish or they do it to my friends. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I'm genuinely bothered by that. Like it's, you're literally playing public matches. You're not playing for $5,000 mm-hmm. in a dead by daylight tournament right now. Like yeah. just chill. <laughs> yeah. Chill yeah. a minute. I, you know I, I mean? see that a lot too. And I'll be like, oh, okay, we got an esports huntress in our hands. We got a, yeah. They're just yeah, kind of you, lurking around the prong, the the my hook, and uh, not letting anybody near it. Because um, you can still pip if you proxy camp the first person. You can still pip yeah, up. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it, it's it, not so much hooks versus kills. It's, it's literally just guaranteeing the stages and then moving on with the game. Like that's, mm-hmm. yeah. and it bothers me, dude. But I, and I know I shouldn't say it because you know that's the entitled survivor outlook. Because killers can play the way they want to play, all in quotations, and they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing a trend between the competitive <clears throat> scene and mm-hmm. transforming that into public games. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. there's if you you can play well and get a 4K regardless of how good the survivors are, and it's been shown with Oscar's challenge. Again, back to mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, yeah. But people are playing the competitive way now more than ever without doing the Oscar's challenge, and I yeah. it's it's like it's pubs, man. It's pubs, yeah. <laughs> and, and <laughs> yeah. even the people that play comp, and this is what I'm hearing from my friends that play comp. 
are sitting there complaining, being like, these people are playing like they're they're playing competitively, like they're playing exactly like the people playing doing comp, mm-hmm. but they don't play comp. Okay, yeah. So they'll yeah. play competitively because they're probably watching the competitive scene, yeah, and then transforming that into publics, like public matches, but they won't go play comp. Yeah, that's the thing, and the, yeah. and there's like the comp scene is relatively it's not small, but it's a very integrated and somewhat decent sized scene, but like most mm-hmm. people know most survivors and it's pretty easy to pinpoint who is and who is not playing comp as the yeah. killer specifically because the killer side, obviously you'll have select people who will play killer for each team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, it's just kind of like a weird outlook I'm seeing right now that, you know, people are playing like that. But again, it all revolves around the survivor sided, killer sided, play how you want to play, enjoy the game how you want to play it, do whatever yeah. you want sort of thing. I can't choose how they want to play. Mm-hmm. all i can do is just oh, kind yeah. of roll with the punches yeah and that's that's what I, I talked about i think in the two episodes ago on on my podcast i talked about the reason why people get so upset while playing this game it's it's the expectations it's the huntress who's playing for a 100k tourney in a public lobby with mm. two people that are running like pebble and like stakeout yeah. and like urban evasion yeah, and yeah, somebody's just trying to meme out. and like one person's running Medal of Man with Breakout and they're playing competitively against the four solo Q man team and then GG easing <laughs> at the end when when you've got oh, like yeah. fucking <laughs> pebble and as you said diversion like it's just, yeah. yeah yeah and that's yeah. that's me I'm usually I'm changing my builds so often that I'm like okay I'll mm. just try silly I'll do diversion plays diversion with like uh, what's the fixated called now it's uh, uh, self-aware 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 yeah self-aware diversion like iron will and like stakeout mm. or something silly like that and and uh yeah and i'll get put on a hook and proxied and i'm like oh, c- congrats man you, <laughs> you got the one guy in here who's got yeah. no second chance perks is just no gen speed perks it's just messing around mm. but in that person's head they're like got to practice for the tourney man i gotta yes. hit, hit uh, my shots and yeah and me yeah. i'm like i hope i can trick this guy with a pebble or two <laughs> so, yeah and in saying that you get those like but you can get those huntresses as well that like are going <laughs> for shots you know what i mean mm-hmm. like or, like they'll literally f- focus on trying to get crazy hits from cross map or like oh, yeah. trying to hit through places you shouldn't be able to hit through and mm-hmm. all this sort of crazy shit. And same as like, you know, the twins, like you've got people that are trying to do trick shots with Victor now. Like, I'm not sure if you've watched Linksy or heard of Linksy. Oh, uh, no. I know the name. Yeah. Yeah. Linksy is a uh, twins main and okay. doesn't, is, is, is the world's best twins main, I think. Okay. And doesn't focus on playing the game in a sweat way, but focuses on seeing what she can get away with as Victor and trying okay. to see the crazy shots and everything like that. So yeah. there's this, again, two sides of the coin for how people play and how others play. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird and wonderful world DVD. You never know what you're going to encounter. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I entirely touched on the conversation of where I think DVD's at. I think DVD's in oh, a yeah. good spot. I agree. I think, yeah. I think it's in a good spot. It could be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I 100% think it could be better. Um, I'm excited for the new chapter, like the Ring Ringu Ringu chapter. Ring I, it, I, yeah, can't, yeah. I can't fucking wait, dude. Like I've never looked forward yeah. to more of a chapter than I have this one. And mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Ring fan. I like I like the Ring, but I like the idea about the Ring. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact they landed that license is huge to me. 
but oh, yeah. I think it's in a it's in a good place. I think there's a lot of people that are going on about the Steam statistics at the moment as well, um, mm-hmm. and how they're down. Um, I also do think that that trend happens after a few chapter releases. Sometimes the, oh, yeah. the chapters go up. I think there was an issue with um, Pinhead's release where numbers weren't as high as what they were hoping. But Pinhead was also a very broken character upon release. Right. I think. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or during the PTB, and a lot of people weren't <clears throat> expecting much. And the whole NFT like argument. Everything oh, yeah. else that came with it, it was just, it was just weird. Um, so was I wasn't expecting time. much for the Pinhead release, but mm. I guarantee you now the ring will release. Numbers are going to go up. Oh yeah, and then they're going to go back down a little bit. Like that's yeah. the thing, and and the game is, I think they're averaging. I can't be sure. I think they're averaging sixty thousand players. I think. Oh, 50, is that 60, right? Sixty thousand on Steam, or maybe forty. Yeah. I don't mm. know, but it's it's currently higher average numbers than it was a year ago. Oh really? I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but it's like yeah. it's kind of still steady. And mm-hmm. it's doing like there's there's games that have gone up and fallen off and gone up and fallen off, but DVD is still consistently doing well. Oh yeah. And even even with the the game being the way it is right now, like I'm not interested in playing Killer. Six months ago I was definitely interested. Now I'm not. Mm. Um like keep that in mind. That's probably a lot of people's mentalities right now. I think a lot of people oh, aren't yeah. really keen on playing Killer. Um mm-hmm. And and that might be a lot of people's thought process, but I think the game oh, yeah. right now it's it's in a good spot. It could mm-hmm. be worse. It could be worse. <laughs> you will you yeah. will remember the patch release that came out last year, February March, when they changed the movements of the survivors. Remember that? Oh All yeah. The movements were like stiff, and you couldn't really mm-hmm. turn. You couldn't moonwalk anymore. The hitboxes oh, yeah. were fucking broken. Yeah. Broken. Remember? I the remember that. There was literal DVD content creators boycotting Dead by Daylight. Yeah that's how bad it was it was weird the the game is nowhere near its worst point that was one of the worst points that i've seen dvd at and Mm -hmm. it was a fucking scary sight to see even i at the point was like oh i'm not gonna play dvd i think this is not i'm not enjoying this this is this is fucked like this is bullshit oh yeah and that's and that happened to a lot of content creators a lot and so many of like like i'm not gonna say but like the fog i'm gonna say it the fog whisperers we're even like it's it's hard to, to defend the game right now it's really hard <laughs> with smiles on their faces and i'm like i, I love you guys and it, but they're allowed to have constructive criticism on the game as well they can't like bag it out they can t- they can talk about it oh yeah but they can't bag it out whereas yeah. people like me i can say dude this fucking chapter is like dog water like this yeah. patch is shit like mm-hmm. and and that feedback obviously worked because they reverted everything that happened in that in that patch. Oh, like yeah. they they, mm-hmm. they mixed they fixed the movements, they they fixed the hitboxes, everything came good again. Um and and I just think the game right now it could be in a worse spot than what it is. It's oh, in a yeah. good spot. I think it's comfy, I think it's stable. Um mm-hmm. I do think there's a few tweaks that should happen. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, it needs work. Yeah. Um but otherwise i can't like a lot of people saying bring in different game modes and et cetera, et cetera. i don't think it's at that point yet mm-hmm. i just don't think it's quite i don't think it needs like a 2v8 mode or anything i just no i've got no interest in that myself yeah and i remember the movement thing because I, I was uh yeah very much into dvd at the time and i remember that's when those montages were coming out with people fast vaulting through a window and Freddie like hitting them like two seconds after mm-hmm. and it was like whoa what like they're yeah. 
they fastball through the window. They're like rounding a corner and then they get down. You're like, wait, that was what? the HUD change <laughs> um, patch. That was oh, the HUD yeah. change. Remember when yeah. the, the the heads were up in the top left and the yeah. generator was in the top middle? Okay, that was weird. Every, yeah. That was the that was the single one of the single worst patches I've ever seen in the game. Mm-hmm. I know I haven't been playing for a long time. I owned the game in yeah. 2016, but I started playing at the start or the end of 2019, start of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but the that was the single worst thing that I've seen in the last two to three years of playing this game was that yeah. patch. It was it was bad. It was yeah, really right. bad. That there was people boycotting it. There was complaints. There was a lot of people not happy. And I guarantee, if you looked up the numbers. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very much I'm down. down. Yeah, but I can. Yeah, um, I can't wait for a new chapter coming forward. Like the Ringu chapter. That'll be I'm exciting. Very excited. Yeah. I just think I don't know. I think the premise behind like a little fucking like small woman or girl or whatever chasing mm-hmm. you around is gonna be fucking horrifying. Like, is she gonna be oh, yeah. running? Is she gonna yeah. be walking? Is she gonna, gonna be, be like crawling? Myers? Yeah. Like, like I, I, I'm gonna be shitting my fucking pants, dude. Like that is. <laughs> I think the 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 character design around Ringu is fucking horrifying. Like oh, it is yeah. scary. Is she going to have like a TV that wheels around and chases you, and when she gets close, she reaches out oh, the yeah. TV and attacks you? Like I don't know. It's fucking. It's going to be imagine, so dumb, but so amazing. I'm, what I imagine is uh, she has that sound she makes. It's almost like clicking sound. You're like, mm. uh, wait, was that her or the Grudge? Oh, that was the grudge, wasn't it? That was the gr- the grudge. I'm mixing clicks. up the two. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure that they've like the chase music and stuff. It's got to be. I hope it's like really intense. Like yeah. I really hope there's like an overwhelming presence of like creepy. Yeah. Like haunting girl, like fucking like. Mini you know, strings right. music, like. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my That'll god! I'm so for it. I can't wait. When, when is that out? Is it start of March? March, eh? I think March. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that'll be fun. Got a bit away. They just dropped it like a few weeks ago. They're like surprise, Ringu. Like what? Yeah. And remember, there was there was like the leaks a while ago. They're like, oh, this is the new killer, and they got the artist right. Like that was mm-hmm. the facts. Oh, yeah. And then they they said the other killer was the nun. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of oh. misinformation going around there. Oh, DVD is- keeping everyone on their toes. Yeah. They always do that, though, because I remember when they reworked Ormond, they made people think that it was going to be a Until Dawn chapter. And they oh, kind of... with the uh, Wendigos and shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they they teased like the, the Lodge and like snow and stuff. Everybody's like, oh, it's uh, it's Until Dawn. Finally, mm. that would be an amazing addition. But, uh... <laughs> I still love the spring trap memes that go around. Everyone's oh, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> whenever there's it's a new killer trap. it's spring trap obviously <laughs> yeah i would like spring trap i would but yeah. like the fucking like the meme behind everyone saying it's spring trap has me in stitches it's, like yeah. I, like I, if you could bring anyone in who would you bring um i i always my first go-to and it's funny because i'm not i wasn't like i i watched my, maybe the first five six seasons uh mm. supernatural I'd love to see Sam and Dean Winchester survivors mm. in in the game. That's and then always. Who would you select as like the like? Because usually they bring like the survivor and the killer. Would you just select them as yeah. like a survivor pack, or would you bring them just in a, like one of the just survivor pack? Is what I th- had in mind. Um, yeah. I mean, I, they brought in Hellraiser by himself. So I mean, yeah, yeah, and like you know, Ash was the only person yeah, yeah. from his chapter, and Ghostface the only one from well. his. Yeah, that's true. So. 
Uh, how about you? What what what's in your wish list? Oh, my 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 ultimate like ultimate thing is so cliche, but I would love the Xenomorph. I think the Xenomorph mm. could provide somewhat a lot of terror. The Xenomorph terrified my um my childhood. Oh, um, is that massively. right? Yeah, yeah, I love Xenomorph. Um, I would love like the thought of like there being a Pennywise as well. Oh yeah, I think Pennywise would work, but there's obviously the clown, and I think the clown right. resembles a lot of like a more creepier subject. Being like, I think it might be a little bit controversial in a way, but I think the clown, re- like the build, reminds me of John Wayne Gacy a lot. Oh, okay, yeah, I get a lot of like a lot of John Wayne Gacy vibes, and that's like really unsettling for me. So like the clown mm-hmm. that's currently in there is, I think to have two clowns wouldn't really make much sense, and I know that Pennywise yeah. is a. Uh, what like a, 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 a like a morphing thing? What is it like an alien? I yeah, it know. is. I think it was an alien. Yeah, that could like transform into like your biggest fear or whatever. Like I get that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it, I, like I would love to have Pennywise, but I don't think like it would work. Mm-hmm. But definitely like the Xenomorph from Aliens. I think that would be like oh. a cool little oh cool yeah little thing to have in there. Yeah, imagine like the screams and like how fast it would move and exactly. Spitting exactly. acid and stuff like that. You could have you could a have little guy pop out of vent. its mouth, and <laughs> there's so many possibilities. And and ever since they, I always <laughs> wanted Chucky. I always wanted yeah. Chucky brought in, but they're like, oh, you'll never have anyone that's small in the hag. But mm-hmm. then they brought in the twins, and then Victor was right. made, and the small POV from Victor mm-hmm. is like, oh, well, there's a possibility for like a Chucky thing now. And I think like the idea, if I also have Chucky come into the game, I would have the um the the wiggling system more interpreted in the game and used more so instead of chucky attacking you he would jump onto you but it's like a it's like a diverted wiggling system which he could guide you to a hook oh yeah you could wiggle him off rather than him attack you he latches you on and he can throw you on a hook quickly Mm -hmm. but you can actually wiggle him off faster sort of thing so there's a so there's Mm -hmm. a process of the wiggle meter because the wiggle like 95, 98, 99% of the time, you're not going to wiggle off the killer's shoulder, right? But I right. think with Chucky, it would be a progressed wiggle meter, mm-hmm. but he would be able to hook you pretty quickly as well. So he would guide you with like him, you know, in the movies when he like jumps on his like, um, his victims and like, they're like trying to get him off and shit. Like it would oh, yeah. be that sort of animation. And oh, he just okay. like guides them to a hook and like forces them up there. Like, it's just, I don't know. I would mm-hmm. love Chucky. I think there's ways they could do it and it would provide a different sort of gameplay mm-hmm. and it would integrate the wiggle meter more than what it is now. Just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your content, like where people can find you. You, you stream on Twitch, but you also have your fingers in YouTube and, and TikTok, right? Um, I've started to dip my fingers in YouTube a little bit, as we said, with that interaction earlier. Like that, that really stunned me. I was like, wow, I... I because I stopped doing YouTube, I was doing YouTube heavily for like five videos and then I stopped because I just hit like a bit of a wall and I was sick and like, and then the holidays and I was trying to focus on, you know, getting Christmas ready for my son and et cetera, et cetera. So right. it kind of like that all took a backseat. But now that the new year started, I've built like a, like a gym in my house so I can start working out and get a bit more healthier and get my, a better mindset oh, cool. so I can focus on my content more. Mm-hmm. Um, because recently I've been kind of like, staying up late to play video games and getting up and i'm really tired and really worn out so i'm taking yeah. a better approach with my content creation outside of twitch so i started doing youtube which was amazing i'm close to 500 subscribers which isn't much in the grand yeah. scheme of things but it's still 500 is it's better than zero yeah oh yeah um 
but I've started doing TikTok and uh, like uh, I stopped doing that again over the Christmas period, but like I was getting traction on there. I was getting videos that were getting up to one, 2000 views, which is mm-hmm. good when you're starting out on TikTok. Oh yeah. Um, and, and that was, that was doing great. I've taken a break from that, but I'm now, I just created a few videos today from, from clips over the last couple of weeks before this um, to release over the next couple of days. So yeah, I'm, I, I think outside of Twitch, it's an amazing way to get noticed. I know for a fact that there's a lot of content creators that have got ex- like exceptional growth from outside of Twitch. Mm-hmm. And I've even taken inspiration from that because I, um, as I said, my content was solely on Twitch for a long time. Yeah. Um, the only way I was really discovered was through, you know, um, being found on the recommended or, you know, raids coming in. Like a lot of my support, I'm not sure if you know who they are, but the Viva La Dirt League team. Oh, um, yeah, I, I know those. Yeah, I've seen some of their yeah. videos. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've, I've had a massive support from <laughs> Alan, Adam, Rowan, Ben as well. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so I've, I've become really good friends with them. And they, they whenever when I was on my day streams, they would raid me consistently. Oh, wow. Um, and even Rowan now, Rowan's become somewhat of a DVD streamer himself and he's doing amazing. Okay. He's gotten better at the game. Him mm-hmm. and I have become like friends through playing together and, and just, you know, playing the, the, the game. And like, it's just, it's just really motivating for me to get my content out and growing through that platform. Like, for example, you've seen like Erica and Kyde and yourself and all these sorts oh, yeah. of people. Like, it's all inspirational for me to mm-hmm. work on content outside yeah. of Twitch because that's the only way I was discovered was through raids. Mm-hmm. and all being discovered through the recommenders and, and not only from the viva legit league team but i've had amazing support from a lot of content creators that i've really in some way i'm not going to uh, idolize i think would probably be a way to put it like spooky loops mm-hmm. has been amazing um yeah. he's been a really really like good inspiration and support role for me as well he invited me to his stream team last year out of nowhere i was like oh cool i was really depressed i was really going through a bit of a rough stage of my life i didn't know what direction i was going in and then i was sitting in stream one day i turned my camera off which i never did and i was just somewhat bummed and then he jumps in my stream one day he's like check your emails like what the fuck is this he's like i would would, you know toki and i want you to be part of this i'm like i love you both so much like this is so amazing Ah, um and then of course like oh tofu oh my god Mm. I, I owe Otofu so fucking much, dude. Like that, and and he would he would kind of be like, "Shut the fuck up, Carl." Like just shut the fuck up. Like, I, yeah. and I'm like, dude, I fucking like let me love you, Tofu, please. He's been like yeah. a huge support for me. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, he's he's supported my stream and my channel multiple times now, and I, he's someone oh, that wicked. has brought a lot of people over to my channel and mm-hmm. um, helped me with a lot of my growth. And it's hard, dude. If you haven't got somewhat of a stance on Twitch to go on, and this is the thing that I would give any streamer like tips on is working on content outside of Twitch is massive. Like you'll think, oh, yeah. oh how does that translate to Twitch? Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. I've got to yeah. stream 12 hours a day, seven days a week to get noticed. Like, no, that's not mm-hmm. the case. You don't need to do that. No. If no. you if you put TikTok content out there consistently, get on that algorithm, use the same hashtags over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. provide the same sort of content have a target audience work on youtube content all these sorts of things like and that's the thing i'm a better player than than some people would think um mm-hmm. there's there's players that are really successful on this platform that are getting noticed for their youtube content and all these sorts of work that they put into out like it doesn't matter how good you are at the game if you provide content that people want to watch they're going to do it <laughs> and that's the thing right. it doesn't matter how good you are it doesn't matter if you stream on twitch for 12 hours a day if you've got content on youtube that's banging out consistently that people enjoy you're going to get growth the same as mm-hmm. tiktok you put things out oh, yeah. on tiktok that people enjoy 
they're mm-hmm. going to have growth. And that's that's been proven. The TikTok growth has been proven for so many people now. Like so oh, many yeah. people have gotten partnered yeah. through through yeah. TikTok content, like like Adonis, Adonisaurus. Um, yeah. Uh, Erica, Erica. Uh, Volpixia has recently just yeah, yeah Mish, Volpixia, Volpixia um, mm-hmm. all these all these content creators with their growth has come you know and a lot of that has boomed through TikTok and I'm not saying that's yeah. the sole purpose but the sole purpose is like who they are as content creators and TikTok has helped them get that discoverability. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. That like they like these people are amazing content creators, but then the discoverability has come from sources outside of Twitch. So if you're a Twitch streamer, just you don't need to do 12 hours a day, seven days a week in order to get discoverability. Like that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I was lucky. I was genuinely lucky. Like I don't know. I don't know how I got the growth that I had. I just mm-hmm. I, I I started streaming in 2020, and then I was partnered um, that same year in November. So I did 11 months, and then I was partnered. Okay. Oh wow. Um. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, and this is <laughs> just a warning to anyone. Like. Being partnered isn't like the be all and end all of Twitch. Like being no. partnered is is a great goal to have, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe the afterthoughts and the thought process after of being partnered that kind of fucks you up. Like it's like mm-hmm. what now? Where do I go from here? And the and another yeah. huge thing, some partners will see a decline in their numbers after they get partnered, and this has happened oh, yeah. to multiple people that I know, and and multiple people warned me of it mm-hmm. when I got partnered. They're like, just be prepared. Your numbers might go down a little bit because the hype's going to die a little bit. And it did. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Oh, my God. Like, I went from averaging mm-hmm. 120 people before being partnered to, I think, 80. Okay. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't happen to everyone. Um, mm-hmm. I I kind of think that my content's pretty, like, plain. I think it's pretty uh, vanilla in some ways. Like, a lot of my conversations and everything are pretty, like... I can have a I can have an open-ended question asked to me and I can close it off really quickly sometimes. Right. And it's not intentional. It's just, like, how I converse sometimes. Like, I can really just shut a conversation down without trying. And I don't mean to do that. Um, And, and I don't know how that success has came, really, to be honest, because I wasn't no. doing content outside of outside of Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it comes down to, I think a lot of that discoverability coming from the Viva La Dirt League team. Um, other DVD casters were amazing to me. As I said, Toki, Spooky Loops. Um, and, and there was a whole bunch of people that I owe many thanks to that have supported me. And mm-hmm. it, like, it, and it comes down to things dude, of just being aware and looking at your, what you've got available to you to, to grow. And it doesn't need mm-hmm. to be directly from Twitch. Like yeah. at all. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think in in just like I've I'm still relatively new to your content. I would say that mm. you've definitely put yourself in a place to succeed. Where, um, a, as you know, and anybody listening knows, like getting a raid from a big streamer doesn't necessarily mean growth. But if you're oh, putting no. out, <laughs> if you're putting out co- good content at the time, and yeah, you know, you'll get a handful of people who stay who will return. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you keep consistently performing well during those times, that, that, that will definitely turn into the, those people from, you know, they usually just close the window immediately. They'll be like, Oh, Oh yeah, I know this guy. Okay. We're going to mm. stick around or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, follow and leave notifications up. And like, you can't depend on that big raid being your big break. Yeah. I think is what you're saying. Like you can't, yeah. you're not going to get raided by Ots, for example, and then be partnered yeah. the next week. Like that's, Oh Yeah. That's not yeah. going to be the case. I think and, like 
And a lot of people have to have like realistic goals with streaming as well. I think there is some goals that you can have set, but like keeping small minuscule goals and then having a large goal towards the end is is a mm-hmm. very good approach. Oh, like, yeah. Saying, you know what, I'm going to get out three TikTok videos this week. I'm going to yeah. get out a YouTube video at least once a week. I'm going to mm-hmm. um, try and, you know, socialize with other DVD casters. I'm, I'm yeah. without self-promoting in ways that are obvious and, you yeah. know, trying to make friends and all these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Like there's ways to approach it. And I, I, yeah. I love talking streaming stuff, dude. It's like, it's, oh, yeah. it's one of the things about my channel that have like really opened up for things. I, and my channel isn't like a come and self-promote thing it's not that at all it's kind of like hey what are you struggling with with your content and what can we do to maybe change things around to help you out like that's what it is it's kind of like an open platform to Mm -hmm. ask questions i don't know everything but there are people who have had experiences with this and there's you know people that are successful (laughs) that hang out in my streams that can have opinionated thought processes that will help you as well and that's the thing, like you've got to, ha- you can't just go in with one opinion. You've got to really take on board the people that have been through it and done through it all and mm-hmm. just listen, like that's the thing. And I learned by listening to other content creators and that's all a part oh, of it. Yeah. It's just being aware. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't, yeah, that- you, you can't just expect that growth. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that, that's a big part of why I wanted to do this podcast is not just to talk about DVD, but also to talk with content creators and just mm. kind of pick pick people's brains and find out what works for you and maybe i can steal some of your ideas and make my own kind of thing and mm. anybody listening is welcome to do the same thing and i think what you're getting at is something that uh you're probably familiar with harris heller right from yeah Alpha harris Gaming. was great for my starting like streaming career dude yeah. he was a fantastic <laughs> help Yeah, like talking about do things that you have control over. Don't put the goal, I want to make partner by by April. Don't make that your goal. Make it your goal to say, okay, I'm going to post a TikTok every day for the next two months. I'm going to put out one educational YouTube video every week on Dead by Mm -hmm. Daylight. For me, I'm like, okay, well, I, I need to put out at least one podcast every week. Mm. Talk about gameplay, talk about news, talk about meta, and throw in the occasional interview when I can. Oh, dude, I've wanted to do something like this myself for (laughs) such a long time. It's just a matter of making that time available and trying to find people that I want to get involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is why I'm so happy to do this is because like this is an amazing idea and it's an amazing thing to to get different people, like people... Picking people's brains apart is one of the funnest things about being a content creator. It's kind mm-hmm. of seeing the different thought perspectives on a lot of people. Like there could be a content creator that you have on here on your next show. They'd be like, fuck, that Carl dude was full of shit. Well, fuck that <laughs> yeah. dude. Like yeah. his opinions mean nothing. And, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like anyone's brains will work differently. And, and that's the thing. They could say whatever I say will not work. Whatever someone said the week before me, I will think won't work. Like. And that's the, that's what I love. I love seeing about these content creators' brains, and and by you doing it, it's 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 amazing. Like I guarantee that someone that, that I know you've had a few cool people on this on this podcast as well, and they've mm-hmm. probably helped you in some ways. Like, oh yeah, grow as a content creator, and yeah. and and that's the thing. Like getting the best parts from each person and putting it together will make you a better person. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a fantastic thing. This thing, and then you know, it's something that you definitely need to be proud of.
and it's, it's a thank you yeah it's a good step it's a really good step oh yeah yeah and th- what you said is bang on like i've taken something at least one or many different things from each person i've talked to yep. in doing this podcast one of the most profound things happened while i was talking with sergeant fidget we were talking about toxic behavior and talking about content creation and talking about the people who come into your comments section just to try ruin your day and be rude and nasty and on like tiktoks or on like on Twitch TikTok. Live, live streams oh yeah, yeah okay yeah. yeah so they'll you come in I and say i haven't really had any um oh, really? negative comments on my tiktoks yet <laughs> yeah. and i had this conversation I've, uh, with linksy as well i haven't had yeah. that uh I, i've received death threats like multiple death threats one person straight up said um they said i looked up your wife i know what she looks like i know what you look like jesus christ when i see you in the street i'm gonna punch you in the face over a game probably yeah and it was over a tiktok where i like teabagged the killer um and they wanted to threat threaten me with physical harm um but you know what? It's but crazy. Was, Those people are like the ones that are least likely to do anything if they saw you in person. Oh, exactly. Guess, uh, yeah. That's the crazy and, shit, dude. But the thing is, I talked about with Sergeant Fidget. I was like, you know, I, I used I like, how do you deal with people? How do you deal with trolls? Mm. I was like, I've had a lot of back and forth with these people and it just goes yeah. nowhere. And he's like, well, you just, you just can't do it. He's like, you know, you just, you have to be the bigger person. And yeah. Uh, He's like, you just can't, you can't like stoop to their level because he's like, that, that, that doesn't make you any better than them at that point. Mm. I was like, yeah, you know what? That's true. And ever since I had that talk with them, I've avoided those nasty comments. comments. I've avoided the back and forth with those people who are craving yeah, attention that's the best thing you can do yeah it's yeah. literally it. you just you, you like if anything like send them a couple kisses or something give them XOXO or <laughs> yeah. some shit. like just something yeah. really petty like i find like the people <laughs> that are really trying to get triggered or trigger you if you send them just like a sarcastic remark just like a simple like ignoring them is amazing and it does wonders obviously i'll always recommend that Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes if I'm feeling really on edge, if I was to do something like that, like an end game chat on DVD, I'll just send like a couple of X's and O's and be like, GG oh, yeah. or some shit. Like yeah. it's that whole mentality of retail, you know, when you mm-hmm. work retail and you've got like the bitch coming up and being like, you fucking did this, you did that. This is oh, yeah. bullshit. Give me my money back, blah, blah, blah. And you just say, yeah. I'm so sorry about that. What can mm-hmm. we do to make your day better? And just smile yeah. about it. Literally oh, smiling. Yeah. <laughs> is the best way to get under anyone's skin but if you fire oh, back yeah. with some sort of hostility or like reaction that they crave then that's when you, they know they're getting under your skin mm-hmm. and, and that's what you don't want you just yeah gg go next like oh yeah yeah and I, I would get really petty with my arguments i would mm-hmm. look at their twitch i'd look at their tiktoks i'd oh, look right. at their twitter and i'd be like yo um you know, feel <laughs> free to drop in my comments the next time you hit mm. a thousand views on a TikTok. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see you've never hit that. So I'll never hear from you again. I would say petty shit like that. And he's oh, like, Lord. he's like, dude, that person could easily surpass you with yeah. a couple of TikToks. He's like, mm-hmm. they could, one, blow, one up could overnight. Just blow up. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I And so ever since I just I've stopped doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even bother anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll read just, a nasty message and I'll either delete it or just block them immediately or just leave it up. And I've got a number of people who um, 
defend me in the comments. So <laughs> sometimes I let them take care of it. So. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's just better off just letting it go and moving on. Like some people yeah. have just got too much time on their hands. Like they get so invested in other people on the internet. It's yeah. weird. Like it's just weird. Um uh, and like I don't like talking about it, but like I've been watching this thing happen on YouTube between two casters recently. Mm -hmm. and it's been really bothering me. Like it's it was between someone of an old like I'm not gonna say an old status, but an older age status, so a bit more wiser and mm -hmm. a younger caster. Um, and the way that this person was talking to them was really like the, the older person was kind of portraying a story that was suiting to them and catering to their story, mm -hmm. um, rather than just the ideology that this person's a young kid with a mentality that isn't as advanced as somewhat. And meanwhile, this person that is ragging the younger kid is got like, like I saw on their YouTube video, they've got like they're looking over to the left like they've got a script that they're kind of working off with dot points and and all this sort oh. of shit like they're actually coming for them hard <clears throat> i'm like dude mm -hmm. if if there was a genuine problem and you were intellectual enough to bring the issue forward you wouldn't need to write down the issues going forward you would just be able to like bat them off straight off the top of your head like oh yeah and 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 it was just tearing down this younger streamer i'm like dude and this younger streamer like is somewhat successful and I just thought the whole ideology was that this person was portraying, sure, the younger streamer had some complaints about the way the game was played and was a little bit in a way entitled for sure. But mm -hmm. I think the it goes back to that way of portraying a situation that wasn't the case. Like um, the younger streamer was like, um, oh, well, you know, a few years ago, if you played like this, like you were, you were kind of laughed at, like that's the case. Like, and that's the thing. And And the person was like, oh, by this person saying this, you're basically saying because you've got a very large audience that if you play this way, it's incorrect or wrong, therefore manipulating your audience into playing a way that caters to you. Right. No. The the, the streamer was simply stating the fact that a couple of years ago, things were different. Mm -hmm. If you use or did the way that these people were playing, it was simply a joke or it was simply laughed at. It's not manipulating the way that people play now. It was just a stating of a fact. And that's the thing, like right. you, you can't, you, and, and it was manipulated. The, the situation was manipulated that he was trying to indirectly manipulate his audience into not playing that way because it didn't cater to him. Whereas he okay. was just simply stating a fact. If he was, if he was like indirectly manipulating his audience, he would have been like, you know what guys, if you play like this, this is horrible. Don't ever do this. You're going to get laughed at. But I was mm -hmm. like, Hey, a couple of years ago, this is what happened with this. If you mm -hmm. did this, it would have been considered laughable. Oh, but yeah. he was, and it, it was interpreted by this by this YouTube content creator that it was um, uh, indirect manipulation, and I and I kind of can see where he was going with that sort of direction, mm -hmm. but I can also see that it was kind of um, forced. I think a situation was forced there that didn't need to be forced. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean, I think it was just loading up the chamber with a gun and mm -hmm. going into this video with trying to shoot as many bullets as he could. And then reloading as quickly as you can and then shooting more even if he was mm -hmm. missing he was still shooting that gun sort of thing and it, oh, it was yeah. just it, it felt a little bit forced and mm -hmm. it kind of bothered me dude like it kind of bothered me and and like the kid's young like he's he's like like not young young but young enough to be somewhat naive and somewhat in <laughs> like i do believe in some ways i get what the older creator was trying to do here in a way um, but I don't think there was any sort of malicious 
intent by the younger streamer until he did one action, which I think he should have approached differently. But right. I, I don't want to go into naming names or anything like that. It was just it was just a really bothersome way. And I think people are doing again what they can to provide content. Mm-hmm. And I think this person, the person who made the video, the older creator, had did have reasons and had a right to stand up to say what they said. Mm-hmm. But I think there was uh, some issues that were brought up, which weren't exactly the case. And it was, uh, again, goes back to the conversation of portraying circumstances, even though they might not have meant the way that they were. Right. So Because because he was, you know, somewhat of an intellectual human being that put some big words together. And mm-hmm. this younger, you know, the younger Casa had a few, you know, not really, well, didn't reply to it because he didn't want to give the person attention that he wanted. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like he was trying to deal with it sort of without it being a blown up thing. But this older caster decided to turn it into a big thing. And the young caster made like somewhat of an error in judgment and I think approached it the wrong way. And it just blew up. It kind of, it kind of just blew up. And I think Mm -hmm. that people are just doing what they can to get the content out there now, even if it means that it's portrayed in the wrong circumstances. Yeah. It bothers me a little bit. Like I felt sorry for the kid. Like he's, He's a, a successful streamer and he went up against an older streamer who's growing. I'm going to say he's mm-hmm. a smaller streamer, but he's a growing streamer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the growing streamer sort of saw that as an opportunity, I think. Oh, I see I what you mean. As. Yeah, yeah. He, he's an older streamer, so he's using mm-hmm. his words and, mm-hmm. you know, big demanding status to provide mm-hmm. a scenario that somewhat happened to an extent for sure but mm-hmm. was blown out of proportion a little bit in some areas. And yeah. and they both, they I think they were both having opinions that were amazing in their own facts, but I also think that uh, the way that some of these parties approach some of the things were wrong as well. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I, I'll talk to you about it later. Cause it's, Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, in that, that kind of goes back to my story of like when, I played against that bully squad, that there, there was different mm-hmm. expectations and like, because the game didn't go their way yeah. and it just they're like, okay, well this killer's a jerk kind of thing. And I'm going to block him mm. on Twitter and stuff. It's like, yeah. why does it have to go there? Like, yeah. We're playing I, a game. Yeah. I think it was, yes. And, and once <laughs> I'll show you, I'll show you what happened and stuff off the, oh. off the cars. But, okay. um, it's, it's, uh, it's a very, it's a very weird situation. And I just, mm-hmm. yeah, from both parties, I think there's, there's a couple situations that both parties approach wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, nonetheless, it's content. That's what people want to watch. They love that shit. Yeah. Like people love yeah. salty or, or upset reactions from, from aspects from both mm-hmm. ends and, and people love that shit. And especially if it's involving two content creators, that's mm-hmm. what people love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you reminded me of a TikTok I made, Back before I started growing on TikTok, mm. I had maybe maybe five six hundred followers, which is really good. Like I think that's an amazing number on TikTok. On TikTok, yeah, I'm on five six hundred followers on TikTok now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I posted a reaction clip. Like somebody put a clip. I know what you're talking like, about. I already know. You what know it the is. one? Yeah. Yep. So anybody, <laughs> I'll, I'll describe it for anybody. I saw listening. It, yeah. So there was a TikTok where this person put a clip up and they it's edited content. You know, they put it out with the intention of being like, look how good I am at the game, but it was poor gameplay. And they were like camping pallets and just like dropping pallets like crazy. Mm. And so I duetted the, the TikTok, So I watched it and reacted to it. 
as it was playing out, I'm like, oh, this person's so bad. And I'm like, oh, don't do this. I was like, please don't ever do this. Like, this is an example mm. of what not to do. It was a and, criticism video duet. It was, yeah. Yes. So yeah. I, was, I, I was, I made it in jest. I was like, Sarah and me, we're, my, my wife, we were literally just about to go out for a hike. I was like, I'm just going to do this TikTok real quick. I sat here at mm. my desk and I cranked it out. One take posted it went for a hike you know we went for dinner after that and i came back to my phone i had tons of notifications <laughs> and that's when those death threats started was with yeah. that tiktok you know i i definitely could have done it a lot differently i should have mm. done it a lot differently i was deliberately kind of rude because i was going for like a wrestler heel kind of angle like i was <laughs> i was deliberately trying to get a reaction out of people so i was deliberately trying to get a reaction out of people and uh i got the reaction but it was not what i expected and yeah it, it went I, south I, real fast i can <laughs> see the i can see which way you were trying to probably head with it and it was like what you're expecting it was going to be but yeah it <laughs> i think it was it was a <laughs> bit of a, a controversial thing and that's the thing though, was, like, I, I get your mentality in relation to um, people's confidence in the way they play and the way the pu they portray things on uh, TikTok mm. um, or any other sort of website. And I think by some people portraying that, um, they I'm not saying this is what happened with this video. I don't exactly remember the intricacies of their perspective, mm -hmm. but like some people will portray that they are the world's best player and they go mm -hmm. on with the confidence to try and promote this sort of gameplay onto other players. And then uh, players that, are actually somewhat skilled at the game can be like no like this shouldn't you shouldn't be spreading this sort of information on a platform and getting this sort of acknowledge like not acknowledgement mm -hmm. but get spreading this information on how to play the game if it's not efficient yeah and i think that's that's the mentality that you had at the time was oh mm -hmm. my god like this video was doing well but then it's it, they've got like somewhat of a confident maybe attitude or mentality towards it whereas like mm -hmm. this isn't really what you would call impressive gameplay and that's yeah. where you've gone on to probably think in your head, fuck, I like, I need to say something here as like an experienced mm -hmm. person to be like, oh, this is not really the way I get, I get mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I think, I think from my memory, the approach would have just been a bit out of hand in a way. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a weird one to talk about. It but is. Yeah. I, I get, I get your ideology and I get what mm -hmm. happened, but yeah. I think, I think even you would even know now that that's probably, that could have been approached differently, as you said. Oh yeah. But, yeah. But the confidence comes from people playing this game it's crazy like if you know you're not good at the game you like the acknowledgement is it should be there sort of thing you know what i mean like mm -hmm. players like play for fun and play for a meme um mm -hmm. uh, you know esports gaming doesn't need to be expected on every upload from your social media status like that's not expected <laughs> um it's just the confidence of some plays is i think higher in some aspects um you know more than it should be in some instances and you can be as confident as you want to play the like be and play the game as much as you want to play it sure that's fine um but i i just think that sometimes in a way i totally i, I understand what you're trying to say and do oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's an understandable thought process like mm -hmm. as you're sitting there as a player of experience being like this is like I, I'm not sure. I can't remember their perspective if they were saying like, "This is good gameplay. This is the this is the good oh, stuff." That's and you a, could... that's a funny thing. They weren't even doing that. They were just uh, what they were actually doing is they just wanted to put gameplay 
TikTok oh, out right. there. They, so it was just a chill video and yeah, and, yeah. Okay. The presentation though is uh, the way they edited the clip though. They had like screen mm. shakes and like um, oh, okay. kind okay. of as they're dropping the palette and and like just, it was like a big thing. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They vaulted okay. a thing and the killer missed and. They're like, ooh, and they sh- shook the screen. <laughs> so it was, it was very, very right. highly edited to make it look like it was good gameplay, but it wasn't. And yeah, no, I, yeah. I get that. It wasn't the, the sole intentional wording wasn't the fact that it was um, highly skilled gameplay, but it was edited that way. I get that, and you've <laughs> yeah. and you've probably tri- like perceived it as that. And, yeah, and um, and that's the like that's that might have been the case. But mm-hmm. I, but I, the one thing I do remember from all that was that you actually approached the situation after it all happened and said, I fucked up. I made yeah. a mistake sort of thing. Yeah. That's yeah. the one thing. And that's the thing that some people don't, aren't really taking on board is that people mm-hmm. can say, I fucked up and mm-hmm. put their hand up for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, that, mm-hmm. it takes you a lot to be like, dude, <clears throat> I made the mistake. I'm so sorry. That's, mm-hmm. that's the one thing I took from all that. The fact that you can sit there and be like, this is a mistake I made. I'm sorry. Let's just move forward i think you even approached the person and talked yeah. to them and said i'm so sorry yeah. that this was yeah the case. I, I i sent them a message and i said hey you know i'm about to post an apology video do you mind if i tag you in it just to yeah you know acknowledge that it was a mistake mm. and they're like yeah that, that's fine go ahead so yeah i posted yeah. it I, I you know recorded a 30 second thing of me going hey you know this apology goes up. to this person yeah. you know I was rude in my approach. I said, uh, it's really no excuse for me to act yep. the way that I acted. And I told you, like, as I told this story, I was like, I did it in passing. I like did it in one take. I didn't think much of it at the time. Mm. And I said, ever since then, I have to think about consequences if I'm commenting on other people's gameplay. So I said, yeah. I, you know, I, I learned a lot. My lesson is just not to do it. I haven't done it since. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, no, I, I, as, as somewhat of like, I, as I say, I'm pretty chilled with a lot of like the, the way that I play the game. I don't take it seriously, et cetera. But mm-hmm. I can see things on TikTok, which are like perceived as impressive gameplay. And I can sit there and be like, I mean, it's just like a palace done. I'm sorry. But like, like I, <laughs> yeah. I see that. But oh, yeah. It's and and like it'll get like it'll blow up and shit. And I'm like, oh, what this this blows up. But then like yeah. my three CJ techs in one game while solo queuing isn't going to do well. Like, I don't get that. Yeah. Like, that's weird to me. Yeah. Um, and I can I can understand that thought process. It's like mm-hmm. it's not in in a way deemed as what would be impressive gameplay, but it's still nonetheless it, it getting that that growth and that 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 uh, attention on social media mm-hmm. and it's a thing it's a thing and you you can kind of sit there and be like oh well other people might be impressed about it. like to me it's kind of just like oh cool you got the palace on that's good work sort of mm-hmm. thing like that's the mentality yeah. it's not like you're so bad at the game you got a palace on <laughs> and you yeah, like it's not like that it's like i mean yeah. you're doing pretty much what normal stuff would do you know you're doing mm-hmm. someone with 300 hours that is still looking forward while running would do like that's mm-hmm. it's 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 a part of the game and it's part of you know content creation and you've just got to like worry about yourself i guess in a way and just uh, anyway we, we've gone on for quite some time so i, I want to mm-hmm. give you a chance to uh tell people where they can find you online because you're, you're you're everywhere i i'll be in somebody's stream and i'll just see your name pop up in chat I'm like, oh hey man what's up <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh where, where oh, yeah. can people find you 
I don't really get a chance to uh, hang out in people's streams very much lately. Um, I mm -hmm. try not to anymore. I used to do that quite a bit. Um, but I've, I've been hanging out with like a lot of my friends and stuff. But on Twitch, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Kyle TG. I used mm -hmm. to be Kyle Tree Green, but then I shortened it down. Um, okay. Yeah, when I got partnered. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted Kyle, but like uh, this dude that plays GTA RP has like thousands of viewers has Kyle. So I just. Oh, okay. That. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm on, I'm on, uh, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle TG. I'm currently doing three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at 6 PM Australian Easter daylight savings time at the moment, because we go okay. through daylight savings. It changes every six months. I think okay. that changes in April. So I'll be back at 6 PM AEST. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also testing day streams out to cater to American audiences as well on a Tuesday at the moment to see if like okay. there might be a, a available transition from night streams to day streams. Mm -hmm. um, so I can catch out my, my, cause even though I'm streaming uh, on the, on the night streams, which is late for you guys, right. I'm still, I'm still streaming for a lot of us audience and which is the oh, late cool. night people in the U S like a lot of yeah. my audience, even that time of night is still us. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like a it's like I'm considering the transition to day streams as well, but also considering mm -hmm. my my nighttime audience as well. So it's a bit of a weird spot. I'm also trying to make time for the family. Um, right. But like yeah, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle TG. I'm on Instagram, which is just pretty much Kyle TG Twitch. I think you know uh, TikTok mm -hmm. Kyle TG yep. Twitch again. I think or mm -hmm. Kyle TG. What is it? Let me have a look here. I don't even oh, know yeah. my own socials yeah. anymore because like <laughs> there's so much, dude. It is um, right. I yeah, Kyle TG TTV on TikTok. Okay. And I'm on Twitter and all the good stuff. But all my links are on my socials. They're all linked up. Um if you mm -hmm. check out like my Instagram or my my Twitch or anything. Cool. But yeah, I no, hang out in streams a lot. I hang out with like Otofu and shit. Like that's usually mm -hmm. like my chill space. Like mm -hmm. there's like a comfort stream affair of most people. And like yeah. I can literally listen to like Otofu while doing anything else and I'm like zenning. So oh, cool. yeah, you'll see me hanging out there, if not my own Right stream. on. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, thanks again for doing this, man. Um, Pleasure. I, yeah, you're you're one of my first people I had in mind when I started doing this this podcast because I know you're so passionate about the game and streaming. So, I um, I know we've talked a lot of things DVD related, and and I think the the way to summarize it up, mm -hmm. I love DVD. I love the game. Yeah. I love the interaction. I love the the. Uh, <laughs> What is it? The like the different scenarios that can happen in the game. I like the 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 forever ending new content that is coming to the game is always interesting. I yeah. think the fact that they've been able to bring like Pinhead and Ringu and the and uh, the RPD sorry the Resident Evil chapter has been amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm genuinely excited for the game's future. I think a lot of people are ragging on it because it's becoming more of a trend. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that people are. <sighs> It's easier to complain about something than to give something, you know, props. And oh, I yeah. think people are, are being a bit too critical of the game and of the devs um, mm -hmm. in some instances. I have my complaints about the game, I do, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's to the point where it's ruining my life. Um, right. And I, I do DVD for a job. Like, this, the, mm -hmm. the thing is, I stream on Twitch as a career. This is my mm -hmm. job, and DVD is my job. Will yeah. it last forever? Probably not, but... In the meantime, DVD is amazing. It's provided me an amazing community. Um, I've had many great interactions within the game, not only with the team members, but with killers as well. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing game. Twitch, oh, yeah. love streaming, love Twitch talk, all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Right on. Yeah, and <clears throat> if you ever want to get back on the podcast, just talk about the game, any new 
chapters or updates, anything, you're, you're always welcome to jump on. And I, I know a couple of my friends I've talked to previously who have been on the podcast have expressed an interest in coming back and just being like, Hey, you want to talk about like mm. the, the current meta or current like topics for DVD. So you're always welcome to come, come back yep. anytime you want. So no worries. And if I end up doing one myself, I'll drag your butt in. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. And if you have any technical questions when you get started, um, I'm, my door is always open because it's no problem. a lot, a lot goes into it, but like once you get everything set up, it's just, yeah, it gets much easier. So I would, I would imagine. So it's just like with editing and stuff like that. Like I've learned how to edit my own videos in the last like six months. So, ah, uh, cool. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's, I, yeah, it I do all my own YouTube stuff. Like I just, yeah, I do all my own YouTube videos. I do all the editing there and I just learned pretty much by myself. So, oh, right on. It's been, a I process. think that's the best way to do it. So, yeah, YouTube's been a great help for learning, but yeah, it's it's I don't know, it's just, it's a new challenge. Just like with mm -hmm. DVD, there's always new challenges in DVD. Exactly. Editing is another challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, thanks thanks again uh, for making time to to be on the podcast. Uh, anybody listening, thank you for your time for listening to us talk about the game that we both love, the the game that brought us together. So, mm -hmm. uh, and that's uh, the thing. Like I've met some of my best friends through DVD, like, yeah. and that's, and, and from all over the planet, dude, like mm -hmm. I met some amazing human beings from this game and I know a lot of people have as well. Uh, it's, oh, brought, yeah. it's brought a lot of communities together. Like that's mm -hmm. crazy to think like a video game of this stature can bring people together. Insane. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like me, you and Erica, we played a couple games together a few <laughs> months back. Mm -hmm. you're in australia i'm in western canada and i think erica's in california or something yeah, like she's that Cali, yeah so like we're from all these different parts of the mm -hmm. planet and we're playing dvd like that's cool i think that's yeah. amazing so it's crazy like the the ping is shit for me but uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah you do a good job with it <laughs> uh but again anybody listening thank you for for listening um yeah you can find me uh, i'll leave my links in the uh, description of the podcast, I'm on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. Starting to get into YouTube, hopefully, fingers crossed. So I'll leave it all in there for you. Uh, so thanks very much for listening. We'll talk with you next time.